Welcome to the Underappreciated Movie Podcast, where four friends discuss movies that they love, but nobody else does. And we're back again to search the free section of the Sunday newspaper, hoping for an antique sideboard, when really all there is are 800 free chihuahuas. I'm Elaine. I'm Carly. I'm pretty sure you just made that up. (laughs) I'm pretty sure you're wrong. I'm John. I'm Tony. Each of us picked a specific movie genre. I have horror thriller. I have science fiction fantasy. I have drama and romance. I have action adventure. We take turns selecting from our movie genre movies that, in our opinion, have not received the respect they deserve. You won't see any of these movies on anyone's top ten list, but maybe by listening to our podcast, we can convince you to give these films a second chance. Or in Carly's case, at first. (laughs) (laughs) This week, on the podcast... Elaine's pick, King Arthur. I like how Tony had a look. like uh, Well, because there's like 50 million King Arthurs. (laughs) King Arthur 2004. This movie was directed by Antoine... I can't say her last name. (laughs) All right. Fugois. I don't know. He also directed the Magnificent Seven remake, which was great. I like that. Um, Olympus Has Fallen. Uh, it was which okay. I enjoyed. It's better than London Has Fallen, tell you that much. I'm sure it was. And John's favorite, 2001's Training Day, which I think is a piece of shit, but John really movie. likes that movie. Are you kidding me? You think that's a piece of shit? Yeah, I hate it. Really? Well, is it the I shit pushed in scene? Hate that, it. that bothers a lot of people. Well, I think it's I really can't stand it. I don't like the way that Ethan Hawke is acting in that movie. Daniel uh, Denzel. Denzel's character, he might as well been Danielle because it was shit. No, he was... The, look, when we do that movie, spoiler, he's my favorite character. I just didn't like that movie. Uh-huh. Didn't win in the category? I find it... I think so. <laughs> I find it super boring, and I don't care, and I want them... I want Ethan Hawke to kill Denzel Washington by the end. And Ethan Hawke is uh, hit or miss. I don't... Usually miss. I've never seen it. I feel like he's one of those actors whose agent tricks him into taking shitty movies. (laughs) He could be huge. It was written by David Franzoni, who also wrote The Gladiator, Amistad, and Jumpin' Jack. The Gladiator or Gladiator? Gladiator with Russell Crowe. Amistad, and, get this, Jumpin' Jack Flash. (laughs) Tony was drinking. That's a resume right there. Those movies don't have anything to do with each other. No. That's, that's called okay. diversity, Tony. You can't, you can't teach that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For all you writers out there, diversify. So this cost... <laughs> Maybe not that much. This cost $120 million to make. Wow, it did? Yes. And worldwide, it made $203 million, but right. the U.S. box office was only $51 million. <laughs> So, not so great. Yeah, back then, that might have been a big issue. Now, that happens all the time. Yeah. And they don't seem to care. Like, the Transformer movies are just yeah. huge in China. Yeah, it's all about world gross. Yeah. But... And this did really good in Europe, and it won a lot of... (laughs) Yeah, where the story originated. (laughs) Well, and it won a lot of awards in um, England and Ireland at, um, you know, a lot of... Best King Arthur movie. Best Best actress. You know what? I would say this is my favorite King Arthur movie. I like Sword in the Stone. (laughs) The cartoon? Yeah. Everybody likes that movie. That's great. Well, this is um, more... To the source material, yeah, because yeah. The, all the the later stuff is has all been modified so much. Like Lancelot wasn't in the original; he's in this, well, but ish. Yeah, I'm gonna just say that the wizard's duel in the Sword and the Stone cartoon is the greatest wizard's duel in anything ever. 
Come at me, Harry Potter fans. You've got nothing on that. Really? High five. Oh, okay. Wingardium <laughs> Leviosa. That was the worst high five ever. They well, I, I was, was, was going to say high five, but I was like, wait. It looked like they were going to do the I high five from Demolition like... Man. Where they, you know, they don't quite touch and then rub the air. So this, Be well, John On IMDb, this got a 6.3 out of 10 from the audience and a 46 Metascore from the critics. And it got, on Rotten Tomatoes, it got a 59% from the audience, but only a 31% on the tomato meter. So just barely underappreciated. It's pretty under... It's flirting line. The <laughs> audience seems to enjoy it, those people that got around to watching it, because obviously not very many. Mm-hmm. And, Except um, for everybody in Europe saw it, but... Yeah, <laughs> Americans just didn't give it the chance that it deserved, but the critics thought it was crap. So I got, They're not a big Clive Owen fan, I don't know. So my reviews here, we'll do my negative review first. This was um, by someone named James Berdinelli. He gave it a 38 out of 100. Wow. And Very specific. This, well, because it's the meta score Thir- from... 38.2. Oh, okay, okay. He gave it a 38. <laughs> scored, he scored it a 38 out of 100 on um, IMDb. And he says, It's too long and too full of itself to offer more than a, fleeting, than a few fleeting moments of entertainment. It doesn't take long for tediousness to triumph. It's incorrect. <laughs> now on the other, that guy on the other side of the uh, coin we got Richard Roper from Ebert and Roper and he says I loved the notion of the dark ages as the wild west with swords thumbs up wow it's probably the most succinct review I've ever seen from him <laughs> but, okay fair enough so um Carly, what did you think going in? Elaine was lost. I thought... Shit, what's next? Never seen it. Have you seen movies? Do you know there's these magical things they put in boxes, Carly? I do. At least for the last six months, I've (laughs) (laughs) Honey, everybody knows about the magical things they put in boxes. They're called Girl Scout cookies. Nice. But I really thought, I haven't seen this. Is it going to be a live-action Sword in the Stone? (laughs) Because I have seen that. (laughs) That'd be pretty cool, though. That was was what I thought going in. There is a live-action Sword of Stone. It's the new King Arthur movie that just came out. That Transformers. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, the Guy Ritchie one. The Guy Ritchie one. With the dude uh, from... Um, Guy Ritchie is... Yeah, one, never mind. Terrible. The Sons of Anarchy is what I was thinking. But you go ahead. You do your thing. Oh, that's it. That's, that's, all, you had? that's all I thought going in. <laughs> I thought there right. was even more to that. So, John, why don't you just keep talking you and say know, what you thought going in. People said Clive Owen, and I said... We're not missing much. If you really want to know, that's the only other thing I thought going into it. <laughs> All right, John. I'm just holding. Take a drink. We'll talk about Clive Owen in a minute. Well, I have seen this, as you know, because we got this on. We were in 2004. We were living in Italy, so we didn't see it when it came out in the theater because we just didn't do that. But we, I did buy it when it came out on DVD. Without you were living in Italy in 2004. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had seen it when it came out and on DVD. And I've seen it a bunch since then. So I knew exactly what to think of going in. I enjoyed this take on the King Arthur mythos. And this is more believable. As I understand, the actual King Arthur mythos is a really a hodgepodge of other stories all just kind of lumped together. And that's where we get our current thing. But I like this. It's not this same old boring shit where it's like <laughs> knights in shining armor. It's like, no, these guys are kind of dirty. So I enjoyed that. I appreciate dirtiness in a well, historical you know, movie. Sometimes yeah. they got to be dirty. They can't always be clean. Because if you're going to be a good knight, you're going to your armor should be banged up. Yeah. Tony, what do you think? Um, personally, I'm not a big fan of King Arthur or the mythos surrounding him. 
seems like every time I try to watch one, there's a, some kind of weird new take on it that I don't really care for. Except for the cartoon one, of course. Except for the cartoon. And the Transformers one, because we know you're no. big Transformers head. <laughs> not like the Transformers one. But, uh, so I didn't know what to think going in. But, you know, we'll see. All right. So, um... But spoilers. <laughs> Never mind, go ahead. I'll just give a quick s- synopsis. If you don't know about King Arthur by now, holy shit! <laughs> well, historians have thought for centuries that King Arthur was only a myth, but the legend was based on a real hero torn between his private ambitions and his public sense of duty. A reluctant leader, Arthur wishes only to leave Britain and return to the peace and stability of Rome. Before he can head for Rome, one final mission leads him and his knights of the Round Table, Lancelot, Galahad, Bors, Tristan, and Gwain, to the conclusion that when Rome is gone, Britain needs a king, some not only to defend against the current threat of the invading Saxons, but to lead the isle into a new age. Under the guidance of Merlin, a former enemy, and the beautiful, courageous Guinevere by his side, Arthur will have to find the strength within himself to change the course of history. That's the synopsis. <clears throat> so this movie stars Clive Owen as Arthur, who Carly didn't know who that was. <laughs> Doesn't know from a can of paint. I'm sure she knows him now. Yeah. I also really enjoyed him in The Inside Man, which, if you haven't seen, seen is really good as well. John maybe should pick it as an action-adventure. Although it's more of kind of like a mystery drama. It's good, though. Ooh, drama! Carly, you're in! If you enjoyed this, maybe you should watch The Inside Man, because it's pretty good. It's about a bank robbery. Mm. I um, enjoy a good high school myself. Lancelot is our returning friend, Yoan Griffith, <laughs> who played Stuffy in Playing It Cool, and is also... From Fantastic Four fame. Yeah, you may not know him as Stuffy from Playing It Cool, because when we did it, we just kept calling him Mr. Fantastic. Yes. But, but Tony and I had a, <laughs> an issue when we were watching the movie. Tony thought it was the guy who played the vegan in Scott Pilgrim. And I was like, that is not the guy who played no, the vegan. I was, uh... Scott, we had to pause the movie, look it up on my phone. Then he thought... No, you did something to your phone. I'm going to check on my phone because he did not. <laughs> I thought Believe him me. and Brandon Ruth were the same guy <laughs> until this movie. It's like the same thing that happened to me with Isla Fisher and um, what's her name? Uh, shit, I can't remember. The, um, Lois Lane, what's her name? Oh, Amy Adams. Amy Adams. <laughs> I thought Issa Fisher and Amy Adams were the same person for a while. Uh, but he really did not believe me. And then when he finally realized it after looking on the second phone, he was like, hmm. Well, I'm really wrong about that. Well, stuff. that's crazy. Like, I've never been wrong before. <laughs> I really enjoy it when like, I think that... Is this what it's like to be you? <laughs> I really enjoy it when those conversations happen between me and John and I'm the one that's right because it just feels extra special. I, I was like, that is not the dude like she rubs it from in. Scott like, Oh. <laughs> right. Well, okay, good. And she just keeps well, keeps at it. It's like, oh, no, yeah. I told you. Does a little dance. It's like, all right. Well, we'll I had to it. Rounding out our nights is Tristan, played by Mads Mikkelsen, who's fantastic. He's also in Casino Royale, Doctor Strange, Rogue One, and 2011's Three Musketeers. Those are the only nights you're going to mention. No. I'm going to keep going. Oh. You said then, rounding uh, out. Really? Rounding out the uh, rest rounding of the out night. finishing it up. That was the first one that's going to start the rounding out. Matt <laughs> Tristan, played by Mads Mikkelsen, who I wanted to point out was in 2011's Three Musketeers. Oh. Which, so Hannibal. Would, yes, he's Hannibal. also Hannibal. Then we got Gwen, played by Joel Edgerton, who was uh, the Buchanan dude in The Great Gatsby. Yes. I didn't like that movie, but John did. He was also in The Warrior. Then uh, Galahad, played by Hugh Dancy, who was in a bunch of crap I don't care about. Um, Boars, played by Ray Winston, who was also in a bunch of crap I don't care about. He was really good in Dexter. 
he was in um what's the movie with uh, Di- DiCaprio and Wahlberg and all those guys and Jack Nicholson. Oh Departed. my god. Thank you. He was in the Departed. I know, I don't. Who was he in the Departed? He was Jack Nicholson's right hand man. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He's, he's one one in a million. Yep. Isn't he the one that couldn't spell social security numbers? No. Who's that no, one? That's the guy. And you're thinking of citizen, and he couldn't spell oh, citizen. citizen. Yeah. That's the guy from uh-huh. Fight Club. Yeah, that's yeah. All right. So then we got uh, Dagonet. That's not how you fucking spell it. Who's played <laughs> by Ray Stevenson, who is also one of the gentlemen in the Thor movies. I can't pronounce the uh, yes. name of the guy. He's also he in Rome, and he was in. And he yeah. was in 2011's Three Musketeers movie. <laughs> he was well, also all of in them were, I think. He was also in The Punisher, yeah. yeah. Then we got uh, our bad guys. Serdic, played by Stellan Scar- Skarsgård. Yeah. The great of, Stellan Skarsgård. Of Goodwill Hunting fame. Of Goodwill Hunting fame. And the Avengers. And, yeah. and Thor. And Thor. And then we got his son, Sinric, played by Till Schweiger, who was uh, returning to the podcast off of his great uh, role as Heinrich in This Means War. Mm-hmm. He right. also... Welcome back I to the podcast. I didn't realize that. Well, yeah. I knew it was from something. I just didn't look He also was in 2011's Three Musketeers. <laughs> I really want to. Go back and watch Musketeers. We watched it not that long ago. That movie is bonkers, and I'm going to do it for the podcast eventually because <laughs> it's a fun time. I really think you should do it next while you have all these names fresh. My, uh, <laughs> can I interrupt you for a second? Sure. Why not? My, friend, you. my friend Will, who listens oh, to the that's podcast, right. I forgot I will. Will. he just sent me a text because <laughs> I told him we were podcasting. He said, King Arthur is the shit, and he would pay just to see the first 10 minutes of this film. Wow. <laughs> he, loves, he loves this movie. Wow, BT Dubs. We we thought about inviting him, but we're recording more than one episode, and he's driving from Richmond. And unless he's going to guest on more than one episode, yeah, it it just seemed. But he really, really loves. He might have had thoughts on the next movie. (laughs) Get him on Skype. We'll get him. (laughs) Okay. And then uh, Guinevere is played by Kieran Knightley. This Who we all know from mm-hmm. Pirates of the Caribbean. But no, Love Actually. Love Actually. This was before she was famous. I like her in. <laughs> She's really good in this. She's, this you didn't be- like her in the Pirates of the Caribbean? I've only seen the first one. I don't give a shit about those movies. But you haven't seen Pirates. Honestly, spoiler alert. As far as I'm concerned, she ruined this movie. This one? This one. I hated her so much in this movie. She is my least favorite character, hands down. Muskrat. Muskrat. Way to jump ahead, Carly. Shit. I know. Also, I what was your favorite client? Uh, I don't client. care client. for her in general, and I liked this movie, every scene that she wasn't in. <laughs> you know what? Okay, so that's just, I guess that's we're just not like when she's asleep. That means no. No, go Star ahead. Wars. Right. Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> is played by Stephen Delane. Oh, he's kind of like Yoda. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> Nothing I had seen. He looked super familiar. He did and look familiar to me, too, but I didn't look him up. I looked through his IMDb. I'm like, I don't know what that is. Yeah. I don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. I thought he was the guy I think who. Um, maybe he's in a lot of background roles in British movies, but. The character actor? Maybe. He was in a lot of stuff, but nothing I had seen. Nothing you cared about. Okay, moving on. If you have seen that dude in something good. Or you are that dude. If you like to come on the podcast, we'd love to have you. Send us a message or send us an email to our Gmail account and I will watch that movie. Or find us on Instagram at Underappreciated Dogs. On Movie Podcast Dogs. I was close. <laughs> I, I don't Under have Underappreciated Dogs. Or you could. It was like Hong Kong Free and <laughs> Snoopy. 
<laughs> and Rin Tin Tin. Yeah. Snoopy is plenty appreciated. Yeah, that's true. Hong well, Kong you know, Fui underappreciated. I don't have an Instagram, but I think I have to change because I was getting lectured today by a couple buddies of mine, Sid and Will, um, that I don't have an Instagram and I need to get on that. I think that's because you don't have a brand and don't care about that shit. Like a personal brand, because obviously you have a podcast brand, yeah. which is why the podcast has an Instagram. Yeah. I'm going to get an Instagram, and I'm going to follow us on Instagram. Go ahead. We're Instagram. so close to 200 followers. Well, I'm going to be... Are we, am I, Actually, I'm be yesterday 200. we had 200, and then today we only had 197. <gasps> oh, no! <laughs> Three people dropped It us? happens all the time. People will follow you... Just to get your follow, and then the next day they unfollow Maybe you. Yeah, that's and cool. that's how some people have ten thousand followers. And they only follow three hundred people. I'm like, hmm. half the time when I see those, I'm like, I don't even want to follow you because I know that tomorrow you're not going to be here anymore. Well, <laughs> so, no. All right. Well, to those three people, I'd like to say thank you. They're not listening. <laughs> they don't care about us or our underappreciated dogs. Yeah. <laughs> this movie, though. Oh yeah. We're- starts with an infographic. That says, historians agree that the classical 15th century tale of King Arthur and his knights rose from a real hero who lived a thousand years earlier in a period often called the Dark Ages. Recently discovered archaeological evidence sheds light on his true identity. That's the infographic. Shh. Why are you looking at me? Because you should. I don't know. Talk to people. She just got back from jujitsu. I wouldn't piss her off. My hand isn't working properly. Be nice to me. But the other one is. Is that your pimp hand? That's your pimp hand. You're strong. <laughs> Respect is injured, but discipline still works. That's not, no, no, it's the same hand. It's either. Never mind. Thunder, How about thunder and lightning? lightning? <laughs> um, so then, it starts with a voiceover that says, "In dark times." This was this voiceover is done by the character of Lancelot, and it says. By 300 A.D., the Roman Empire stretched from Arabia to Britain and expanded into the Sarmatian territory. And then, after a great four-day battle, only the Sarmatian cavalry was left alive, and the Romans were so impressed, the survivors were incorporated into the Roman military. Which happened a lot. And then there's, you get flashes of this as it's happening, and then we get a little graphic that says the year is 452. And we see a young boy on a horse, and he's riding towards this small village, and he's this obviously in Sarmatian territory because it's big grasslands. And Lancelot comes up to his parents and says, "Sir, may I have some tea?" He says, "They're here. They're here. <laughs> it's time." And the Romans, you see, Roman soldiers come up, and they have a bunch of teenage boys with them. And Lancelot is going to serve in his 15 years in the Roman army as a Sarmatian knight. And the name Lancelot just does not seem Sarmatian to me. But I guess I, you kind of have to for this story. Are you really <laughs> into Sar- the Sarmatians and what they named their kids? Oh, absolutely. Especially in the year 452. That's all it's specifically. How do you know that this name isn't Sarmatian? Because the other one's names are Bors and other things. And Tristan and Gwaine yep. and Galahad. Oh, Galahad is also not supposed to be there. I'm just saying that maybe we don't know as much about well, that area. If you would pay attention when I talk, I talk about this period all the time. <laughs> Excuse me. I need a moment. He's okay. verklempt. I'm verklempt. Not even through the opening of this movie. <laughs> and then we see another graphic because it's been five seconds. This is 15 years. And we see... Well, first we see... It's so weird because it says 15 years have passed. 
in Britain, and that they, and then they're at this wall separating the Romans from the natives in the north. But then it flashes to Arthur as a kid, <laughs> and him and his mom. And then him with his religious teacher, and they see... Pelagius. The, Pelagius. And they see the kids on the horseback coming to the wall, and, they, and, he, and Pelagius tells him that someday he can take command and lead these no, knights for the glory of Rome. And then we flash to the present. Where? Well, 452. Yeah, for Not them. Not quite the present. Present day for them. <laughs> Just a little off, but... <laughs> well, no, at this point, it's 15 years later, so it's not 452, it's 467. Okay, still. Or not, that, not recently. Is this B.C.? A while ago. Yeah, no, because Rome. This yeah. can't be B.C. Because the Pope. The Pope. I know, I was... And the Pope is French. Uh, no, that's not this movie. But Jesus is English. I really don't like being in the captain's chair. It's very hard. <laughs> you got it. But, okay. But you're, you're 20 minutes in, dear. You're doing a great job. So we see... Let's talk about Hadrian's Wall, shall we? Okay. Before I go any further, I forgot to mention this thing. So I watched our DVD copy of this, which mm -hmm. is the extended uncut ver director's oh, cut. Oh, up. see, now... What, I that. wonder, because I, I don't remember that flashback to Arthur as a kid. Yeah, I didn't see that. I okay. didn't see that. I thought maybe so, I just no, no. went to the bathroom. So, <laughs> as we get into this next part, I thought maybe this was important. Um, you may not know all of this, Tony. No, this may be news That's totally fine. Like Jennifer's body We watched it on it. Netflix. <laughs> oh, see, because you should re... If you enjoy this at all, you should definitely rewatch the un the director's cut because it's way more bloodier and better. Mm. It mm. is. I have no. I can't say because I don't remember ever not watching this. Cut. I, I we watched the one on Netflix. So I don't know which. I've one never it watched is, it, but I'm probably that's probably, not, probably the not the director's cut. No, I feel like not. I should need, watch the Netflix. In fact, version, the specific out. director's cut won an award. Oh, wow. so a Razzie. No, <laughs> maybe, we, maybe we should borrow it. But, yeah, okay, I'm not, so, not going to watch it for a while. So we, see Arthur, <laughs> we see Arthur and his knights, and they see an oncoming procession, and it's the bishop's caravan, mm -hmm. and they're going to go meet it. And this is, it's been 15 years, so this is this their is last mission before the Sarmatians are released, and Arthur gets to go to Rome. And this, this guy has their release papers. The guy. So they see it, and then... This guy would be the Pope. We no, pan not the Pope, the Bishop. bishop. The Bishop? That's what I just said, the Bishop. Bishop asshat. Oh, yeah. And then we pan down <laughs> okay, to the I'll caravan, and we see in the trees that the trees are full of... Wildlings. Dudes. The woads, we don't... The wildlings. This is straight up Game of Thrones right here. Called so we're the gonna... woods, but they're the Picts. I remember. Or the Celts, or whatever. Yeah. Celts. They made up the woads. Yeah. But for the movie's purposes, they're the Wodes, which is based on the blue tattoos that they would give themselves, which was a Pictish yeah. thing. They did use Wode. That was what they used to give themselves, the blue tattoos. And that's like in Braveheart, while his face was half blue, that was a remnant mm -hmm. of that culture. I thought they were just White Walkers. <laughs> and anyways. <laughs> so then I'm the Wodes pour out right. of the trees and attack the carriage. And Arthur and his knights are like, oh shit, and they ride to the rescue. Now, what proceeds is a super violent, bloody fight. But you wouldn't know that because you didn't see it in your car. I don't know if you <laughs> saw this. There's a great shot of Tristan shooting an arrow into an archer's eye as he oh, shoots yeah. an arrow. No, we didn't, we didn't see, see that. that. 
There's now, also did Lancelot really cool fight shot. more in this cut? Lancelot cut off a dude's head. Oh, like yeah. you, Tony would have liked to see that. We're gonna I'll, have to real borrow. quick. My problem, one of my problems with this film. Is I'm a Lancelot. Fan. I'm not a King Arthur Mythos fan. Wait a minute, you're a Lancelot fan, the guy who bangs somebody else's wife. That's I'm not, a real fan of Lancelot in the stories, but he didn't do anything in this movie, so I was a little upset about that. There is, but more. In, the, in the extended version, apparently he did more. There is <laughs> a little more. Yeah, did he and sleep with another man's wife? Lancelot? Yeah. Not in this he slept movie. with Guinevere. In the in this movie? No, not in this one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he does see her naked like, at one point. That was an extended version, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. Extended version. Cha cha cha. No, this is a oh, super. You broke her. Sorry. This is a super good fight scene. See, there's lots of sword yeah, fighting and blood. This is the only time that they mentioned the, the name um, Excalibur in the whole movie. Yeah. So you got that. It's like okay, way to shoehorn that in. <laughs> well, so. Because most movie uh, mythos about Arthur, Arthur and the Knights Club yeah. come down, violence ensues, mm -hmm. and they win. Mm -hmm. And so they Arthur has one of the woads kind of captured, has a sword in his throat, and asks why Merlin sent them south of the wall. This is a little bit of ex ex um, exposition. Ex exposition. Thank you. Why did Merlin send you south of the wall? And the guy, the woad drops his sword. And he says in Gaelic back, spill my blood with Excalibur and make this ground holy. Which, I doubt that Arthur speaks mm -hmm. Gaelic. I don't know, I got so the impression he understood Maybe he everything did, they said. But Arthur's like, yells at him, pick up your sword, pick up your sword, pick up your sword. I guess because he doesn't want to kill an unarmed man. But then he picks up his sword, and Arthur doesn't kill him anyways, he just lets him go. And I thought it was... It, I just assumed he understood him. And he was like, I'm not giving you what you want. And he made him leave. But apparently the Wodes refer to his sword as Excalibur. Who knows? Yes, and they don't cover that at all no. in this movie, which is kind of interesting. Well, there is another flashback, which probably we got and they didn't, about mm -hmm. a fire. Maybe we'll discuss it later. And when we get there. You know uh, who else is in this movie bothers me? Uther. Who's Uther? Pendragon. Oh. Kind of a big per never mind. Kind of a big deal, just not in this movie. But anywho's, that's because this is just takes a more historical look at the character using more historical data, which is an interesting take and what makes this movie good. But more on that later at the end. <laughs> so they go and look in the carriage and they see that the bishop okay. has been murdered. He has not survived. And then Arthur looks in and says, This is not the bishop. No, he actually says, No, no, nay, nay, not him. <laughs> and then he looks around at the Roman soldiers who survived the encounter, and one of them is, in fact, the bishop. Dun, dun, dun. And then we get some more excellent exposition about the Rome about the bishop tells Arthur about how the Romans will be withdrawing from Britain and leaving the land to the natives. And that uh, Arthur tells the bishop that the natives are led by a man named Merlin. We also get flashes of Merlin in the tr of who we assume at this point is Merlin in the trees. They don't like you just kind of got to infer that this guy is Merlin. They don't really come out and say it until you're already like halfway through the fucking movie. But I will say, speaking of your guys' Game of Thrones thing, there I we go. Merlin is played by the same guy who plays Stannis Baratheon. Really? Yes. Wow. <laughs> well, maybe that's, that's why he looked familiar to you. Okay. <laughs> I was wondering, he looked familiar, but I didn't know he was a piece of shit. I mean, Stannis. <laughs> you think Stannis is a piece of shit? On the show. Stannis lit his little girl on fire. He's, yeah. There's not a whole lot For worse fog. you can do. <laughs> yeah. There's not a whole lot worse you can do. 
Let this little girl on fire for fog. I gotta say, in the grand scheme of Game of Th- Thrones, that seems kind of mild to me. <laughs> really? <laughs> that seems that. mild? No, it's not mild. That's one of the worst things that anybody's done. Uh, I mean, let's sure the show started with Jamie Lannister pushing a kid out a window, but now he's a three-eyed raven, so well, that we, worked out. But we've all been there. <laughs> yeah, when you're banging your sister and someone catches you. are like, man, I kind of want to push this kid out the window. <laughs> Says the things I do for love gives him a push. <laughs> but he lit his daughter on fire. All right, so... Um, Fuck the- those Baratheons. Oh, God. <laughs> so I'm then, glad you're dead. Uh, we, get, we ride back to the wall. Hadrian's but Cersei, wall. Really. We ride back to the wall. I don't really want to talk about Game of Thrones. I don't like that show. I know, but there's a lot of um, um, tie-ins with this movie, so... I'm going to leave this all those out. This was way before Game of Thrones, so Game of so, Thrones is just stealing left and right from this great King Arthur movie. Jeez. That J.M. George R.R. R. Martin, well, that son of, of a bitch. Well, before this movie. Well, the book said. Yeah. <laughs> that son of a bitch, and he's killing all the cool people. It's Leaving world. us with fucking Cersei. He's God. He gets to kill whoever he wants. Okay, so the Knights... Ch- so let's right back. The Knights chat about what they're going to do when they get discharged, and that's... You get to see the camaraderie between them and what their hopes and dreams, I guess, are. Mm. And we learn a little bit about how Lancelot is a douchebag. He does sleep with another man's wife, but not in this. Not it's in King this Ar- movie. Well, King Arthur, does, too, he, he does. He does repeatedly John? say that he will. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he does. He says if Wayne's woman is so beautiful, then he's going to be hanging out there all the time. And their but kids are going to look, look like, like him. him. He's a bit douchey. I'm going to need you to not bring up the Lancelot Guinevere sleeping thing because that doesn't happen in this movie and you're going to confuse our listeners who haven't seen this movie and they're going to expect it. Could mm-hmm. you please stop? I'm asking this in all serious. Please the don't Lance give me your fake smile. doesn't sleep in this movie. Well, all right, fine. He likes Boar's wife, but he doesn't... That's not his wife. Or girlfriend or whatever. Uh, that's his lady. Yeah. But he doesn't sleep with her. His... Whatever. He refers okay. to his own children as bastards. Bors They're Jacks. not married. <laughs> so they get back. So they they get back He's to the wall. Nut. That Boris, I tell you. And we get a scene of Arthur and his knights drinking around the round table. I liked that table. That was a cool table. So and then we get the bishop, who and the bishop's flunky dude. Bishop Jamalus. Who says he must be seated says, at the head of the table. Well, so the bishop's flunky talks to Arthur's flunky and says that the bishop has to enter last and be seated at the head of the head of the table and um Arthur's Joel, flunky is far superior. Well he says <laughs> He can sit as holy ass wherever he wants. He's, yeah he says <laughs> I think he says plunk. Yeah, he <laughs> ass wherever he wants. Um and so the bishop so they announce the bishop and he goes on in all hoity toity and then he's very confused because the he, he table has nowhere is to sit. Round. Where is he gonna sit? He's looking for the seat of power <laughs> And he comes back with the great um I thought there would be more of you, like an asshole. Here's my issue with that. Like he says, I was led to believe there would be more of you, but he only brought, like, six discharge papers, and there's one for each of them. So if he thought there were more of them, he would have had 13 well, or 15. No, because he, he knew there was only, he only brought six, so they would have to fight for him. Oh, it was like in Batman where uh, well, they're going to have tryouts. Maybe he was just mad about the table and did it that way. And he doesn't open that box until he gives them the actual papers once they complete the mission. So maybe he had to fill them out. Like, I thought there would be more of you. Well, he had the maybe he had copper bl- thing. I think he just pressed them. Yeah, I think he had to make them there, like, figure out, find out what they're I think are. we're spending too much time on that. I don't know. <laughs> but, um... 
So the bishop tells them that Rome will soon um, pull out of this area and that the Saxons will soon claim it. And they're pissed. And they're pissed. And they're like, hey, we fought and died for this, and now you're just going to leave it? And you don't care about the Saxons at all? And he's like, nope. And the he last shows 15 them years were worth nothing. He's well, like <laughs> at this point Rome doesn't have a whole lot of power in the west, so No. And they like the Britons fought them to a standstill there. They could not. That was futile. Um so he shows them he's got this box and he's like, Hey, I got your papers right here, but before I give them to you, I'd like to have a word with Arthur. And Arthur's like, Well, whatever you can say to me, you can say in front of my dudes. Mm-hmm. And they're my dudes. And the bishop is like, No, I need to talk to you in private. And then the Lance, dude... Lancelot's like, well, all right. let Romans speak with Romans. And then he rolls out. Yeah. And, and Tristan makes... steals his cup. <laughs> Tristan's cool because he's always stealing something. <laughs> I like when he steals the box. Yeah. <laughs> he's always stealing he's something. Like, huh. He's like, oh yeah, this is a nice cup. And <laughs> <laughs> just leaves with it. Like, he's savage, man. He don't give a shit. Nope. There's a, there's a good part with Tristan later when they're drinking and... Um, they're talking, and uh, one of the guys he said something about uh, something about them fighting. And Tristan is they they said that he likes to kill people too much. Mm-hmm. And Tristan's like, maybe if you do it more, you'd like it too. You get a taste for it. <laughs> As in, I kill way more people than you do. So yeah, but so okay. So Arthur meets with the bishop, and Rome has issued a final order. There's a special Roman family that lives above the wall, and. This Lord Marius and his son Electo, which is the Pope's most favored godchild and pupil, and this son is destined to lead the church, and he, and Arthur has to go and rescue them before the Saxons get there. And Arthur makes this great speech. On this day, you, you ask this of my men. <laughs> on this day, they have risked their lives for 15 years for a cause not of their own. And now, on the day they are to be liberated, you send them on a mission that is far more dangerous than any other they have undertaken. You tell me, Bishop, how do I tell my men that instead of freedom, I offer death? And then the bishop, because he's a douchebag, says, if your men are truly the knights of legend, perhaps some will survive. But he's doing a, quite an exaggerated He is very melodramatic. Here. Perhaps some of them will survive. <laughs> I watched that scene three or four times, uh, and the more I watched it, the more I was like, oh, stop. (laughs) Well, he's from Rome. Like, he's not, the dude isn't British, he's Roman. I know, Yes, but he's doing Italian. It seemed like he was was going over the top with that. (laughs) Yeah, his accent doesn't fit the time Perhaps he just enunciates properly. (laughs) If he was in Rome, he'd be speaking Latin. But, uh... And wouldn't be talking like this. (laughs) I don't know. Wow, that sounded a little bit like Antonio Banderas in the 13th Warrior. <laughs> oh, have I seen my father? What's in my the guitar case? Stronger than the Luke? Faster than the Luke? <laughs> and then the bishop promises that the papers will be waiting for them when they return, and then Arthur threatens and is like, they better be here, or I'm going to fucking kill you. He's like, I'm going to straight up just savage kill you, and we're in Britain, and no one There's no place fuck. that you can hide, <laughs> and <laughs> no God will protect you. I'll straight up fuck you I'll murk you like a boss. So then we go to the bar, and the knights are all hanging out. Like you do. And we find out that Boris has like 800 kids. Bastards. 11. <laughs> 11. <laughs> 11 bastard children. My little bastards. Only one of them has a name. By his lady. <laughs> I'm sure they all have names. Well, he said the rest of them just have numbers. <laughs> Gilly's the only one they bothered to name. <laughs> 
and he wants his lady to sing a song because she seems to be your standard tavern wench. And uh, but she only has eyes for boars. Yeah. Well, and Lancelot flirts with her, and she's like... Because he's a piece of shit, man. She's like, my man is watching. Mm-hmm. And she does not really seem interested, but there is a great part where Boris looks at the face of his son to see <laughs> if it looks like him or if it looks like, like Lancelot. Is there a chance you're Lancelot? No. You're all <laughs> look just like me. <laughs> That's pretty funny. That was really funny. So, they ha- so she sings this song, and... Are you going to sing the song? No. Oh. But... I'm going to tell you what... I, I don't mind singing, but there's no way I could do the song justice. <laughs> she does a really good job, and it swells into the soundtrack, and you kind of just see all of the different, their faces as they think about freedom and home and mm-hmm. being wistful for a life that isn't this. And you see Arthur walk up, and you kind of see it on Arthur's face, how he's just really upset uh, that he has to ask this of his friends, and he can see them looking all sad and listening to this song and wishing for home. Mm-hmm. And he starts to walk away. But they spot him, and they're like, come, join us, because he's their commander and their friend, and they love him. And he does, and he jumps right into the Roman commission, which is, uh, he didn't even, like, pull him to the side or say, I need to talk to you guys. He just kind of jumps right in there, cold turkey, and tells them that the Romans want them to go above the wall. And they argue about it, and they're all super pissed off that they, because the Saxons are coming, and this is death for them. And but they don't have a choice. So they all kind of stomp off, but they agree that they're going to be going, even though they all seem to be very upset about it. I like they're like, are you coming? He's like, oh, of course I'm coming. <laughs> <laughs> Boris is cool. I'm just saying what all you guys are thinking. <laughs> <laughs> so then the next scene is Arthur praying for his men and promises God that he's going to give his life if only they would live. And Lancelot comes in. I don't know if you got the guys got this scene. Mm-hmm. And he said, maybe he, not as long of a scene. He challenges did, Arthur's but. need to pray and says, "Why do you always talk to God but not to me?" Which I thought was a great line and kind of shows their friendship is that they're best buddies. They got a great bromance going on. <laughs> and Lancelot is like, "Talk to me, dude. I'm your friend." And they get into an argument because Lancelot thinks this is foolish and death. And, and he's right. Mm-hmm. And Arthur says that this is our purpose. What else is there for us if this is not what we do? And bringing back Electo is important to the church, and the church is super important to Arthur, and Lancelot doesn't care about the church. Sorry, I keep kicking you, Sorry, time. sorry. <laughs> Does anybody else, when they hear the name Electo, think of Spider-Man villains? <laughs> Electro? <laughs> No, is that just me? It me. was just you. <laughs> but now it's going to be Tony. <laughs> yeah, now it's me. I keep waiting him to shock people. <laughs> and they'll probably Jimmy be Fox. probably be Ben, too. Every time he probably. And DJ, every time you say, I say it now, they're going to be picturing Jamie Foxx and laughing instead of a 17-year-old boy. <laughs> well, then it'll only get better. <laughs> then we flash to the Saxons landing. And... Uh, <laughs> You can see thousands of them in their boats, and they come ashore, and we see this soldier starting to rape this woman, and we get our first flash of old Stellan Sarsgaard and the greatest beard in this movie. (laughs) Got a great look here. And he stops his soldier from raping the girl, and he says, we don't mix with these people. He says it all growly and gravelly. We don't mix with these people. (laughs) What kind of offspring do you think? That would yield. 
I don't know. You he sound says, like Skeletor. I don't know. <laughs> we don't mix with these people. What kind of offering do you think that would yield? Weak people. I will not have our Saxon blood be, watered down by mixing with them. Do you believe this would be the beginning of the Anglo-Saxons? Well, I thought this was kind of interesting because generally <laughs> raping and pillaging is how you conquer a people. And I just thought it was interesting that he's like, fuck it, kill them all. I don't want our blood watered down. I thought that was just interesting. Because yeah, that's not historically norm. inaccurate because there was lots of rape. Yeah. <laughs> you rape... Well, that's what you do. You rape them so that their sons are your sons. Yeah. That's how you take over a people. But he didn't want his blood watered mm. down. That's right. Well, and I support soldier... that because rape is bad, especially if she's asleep, people. <laughs> but then <laughs> the so... soldier says, you can't tell me not to take advantage of the spoils of war. The law says <laughs> that, I, that, I get to, that I can do what I want. Mm-hmm. That and it I, sounds like that's right, Dad. And, yeah. <laughs> Sinric is, is like, yeah. He's got also got an interesting look with his mohawk face. <laughs> so as long as I'm alive, you have to listen to me. No, that's not what he says. <laughs> so Cernic, you there. skipped a part. No, because Cernic challenges him. And it's like the soldier. He's right. That is what the law says. And so Cernic kills the guy, and then tells the soldier to kill the woman, and says to his son, "Are you challenging me? If you challenge me, you have to have a sword in your hand. As long as my heart beats, I rule, and you will hold your tongue." Mm-hmm. This is good. Only he says it menacingly and creepy. I was like, damn. Yeah. But you left out the best part. At the end he goes, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I don't verse. That was a super special okay. version. <laughs> that was so the then, John version. <laughs> so then it's morning. And we have the men gathering. And there's this weird bit with Galahad on a sword. As he's circling the inside of the barn in a very angry manner, like I'm here, but I, having to stop myself, stop myself from having my horse stomp you to death because I'm super pissed that I have to go. I don't think that was in the Arvard. And um, I remember that he's on his horse and it's like circling and it's very angry as <laughs> Arthur walks in. And then um, the bishop comes in and says that his flunky will go with them, and uh, Horton is his name. And, and Horton hears a who. <laughs> like it's which was really weird because they are it's already super dangerous, but let's send my little flunky who, who cowered under cowered. the carriage yes. <laughs> during the last fight. It's a terrible idea. It's really terrible. Especially don't send them out there with boars because boars But everybody's they'd there. Be better work. off if the bishop went with point. them. But they're everybody's there and they're all super pissed, but they ride out anyways. So and we get this scene of them opening the door in the wall. Hadrian's wall. Which was really weird because it looked like this door had never been fucking open before, <laughs> but they but had every to open it all back. the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a real thing. You can go see it. Hadrian's wall? Yeah. That would be cool. I'm glad this is a real thing. Yeah. That's pretty okay. cool. Sweet. Love those Romans. They built a wall and nobody... They're going to build a wall, and they made the wildlings pay for it. Oh, God. <laughs> so then, so then we flash back to the Saxons. <laughs> and apparently the Saxon, Saxons have a traitor in there that they have coerced into being on their side. I, I only just call him the traitor. I don't know. Yeah, and so he tells enough. them about the wall's defensive and how Roman, Rome is pulling out. Mm-hmm. And he tells him about the, you know, and he tells him about this Roman estate and the wealthy lord that lives there. And Sinric says we could capture him. And 
ransom him to Rome and fund this whole exposition, expedition, not exposition. Ugh, words are hard. You got it. Words and are hard. Good thing you have a podcast. <laughs> so Serdic decides to split the army, and they're going to go... Serdic is going to head for this estate, or Sinric is going to head for this estate. These Saxon names are hard. And Sir and like Stellan... Skarsgård is going to go south towards the wall. Meanwhile, Till is going to go head for this Roman estate. And they are to burn and kill everything. Every man, woman, and child is to be killed and all the crops and buildings and everything is to be Everybody. So they got this whole... But no raping. No. Well, I mean, I guess they could rape them and then kill them. I don't know why that wasn't an option. What was the movie where they killed well, him? He, does, he wants to keep the lawn pure. Yeah, but, but I if they're dead, they're not going to have But if they're dead, kids. they can't have babies. Yeah. Yeah, just don't rape them before I rape kill them. and kill them, I guess it's okay. I'm just saying. The rules so, were different back in 452. Yeah. Or 467 as well. A little bit ago. Well, that's kind of one of those standard war things I just seems... We're, no, no, we don't... Not advocating rape, but I'm just saying that this is a short-sighted <laughs> commander that doesn't let her men rape before they kill all the women. Are you sure you want to take that stance? It's such a brave thing to do. <laughs> just... Just I'm, I'm short-sighted on him. Since episode one, I've been against rape. No way to jump on board. <laughs> I've been pro-rape, but now that I see I mean, Elaine's I'm against point. it. I'm against it in general, but I just think this is not a good commander of evil. Way to, th- way to finally jump on the anti-rape thing. Look, I convinced one person. And if I convince one person that rape is bad, I've done it's my worth job. It. Oh, God. I feel like this podcast has gone south. So then, uh, <laughs> so then we flash to the Wodes, and there's a Wodes scout telling Merlin... That thousands of Saxons are coming. And, um, oh, I forgot. When the, the traitor told the Saxons that they were three days from the wall. That's, it's an important timetable because we know this all takes place oh, over three days. Elaine loves the movie with the timetable. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see it. But Carly is a, has her hands together. And you know like when evil cartoon villains like tap their fingers together? That's what she did. It was very strange. Um... <laughs> So then, to round out our trifecta of people knowing where everybody else is, yet they're super far away, Tristan tells Arthur that there's woads in the trees tracking them. Well, he's got that bird that's going and telling them shit. We play D and D. They have a connection. Scout. He's got a falcon familiar. Do you think he saved enough money on Geico that he got a falcon? <laughs> Um, so Tristan tells Arthur that the woes are all around them and tracking them, and all of a sudden, then the woes fire arrows at them, but not to hurt them, but to throw these lines, these like... Spike. Spike line, yeah, thorn lines in front of them, and then they end up, so they try to turn around, and it keeps happening, and they get all boxed in, so the woes have Arthur and the knights surrounded. So you done fucked up now! And the woods are all surrounding them, and it looks like they're going to kill them. And then there's like a horn, and they all shrink back into the woods. And then we get a uh, scene of of one of the guys talking to Merlin, being like, we should have killed them. And Merlin is like, no, this, you know. It will really kill the movie if we take out the main character. (laughs) He's like, they're not our enemies, and the Saxons are coming. We may need them later. But I thought they were just going to cut through the lines. Like, when the lines started appearing, I thought they would just yeah, cut through them. Yeah, I thought they had a sharp object right in there. <laughs> Their know. swords cut through chains. We see this later. <laughs> like, Excalibur's supposed to be pretty cool, from what I hear. Kind of it, just seemed, it seemed a little 
strange. Except for in that movie, first night there was no mention of Excalibur there. Well, either. the only reason that for the was to so. set up that Merlin was already Lisa, thinks there might be a right? purpose to yeah. Arthur. Yeah. I'm thinking of. So. You're thinking of Richard uh, Richard Greer Gear. They he come. Okay. They come to the Roman estate. Mm-hmm. To Marius is the lord, and he's the biggest giant douche in the world. Oh. And Arthur well, says, "We're here." He was Roman nobility. He's kind of like he's, a politician now. He says, "We've been sent by the bishop to round your family up and bring you back south of the wall. Rome's evacuating, and you need to come for it." And he's like, "He's like, no, I can't leave. This is my house." And Arthur's like, "There's thousands of Saxons coming straight for you." And the guy's like, well, Rome will send an army. And Arthur's like, Rome sent us, bitch. <laughs> Which one of you is Electo? And the kid's like, I am. Really, I don't give a shit about any of the rest of you. Yeah. You get on a horse. <laughs> uh, like, he's like, Which one of you is Electo? The kid raises his hand, and it's him. He's standing with his mom. And Ar- and the Maurice is like, I'm not going anywhere. And Arthur is like, look, you're going to go if I have to tie you to my horse and drag you behind it. <laughs> so get your shit. Get your things! Get mad. I like it. So you can instantly tell that some shady things have maybe gone down in this estate based on the way that the Roman flunkies start yelling at the rest of the villagers to go back to work mm-hmm. instead of flee, the Saxons are coming. <laughs> no, fuck it. Go back to work, you bunch of fools. But Arthur's like, well, I'm not going to have this. He goes up to the villagers and he says, you guys got to get the fuck out of here because the Saxons are coming. Anybody who can travel fast, get going. If you can't travel fast, then you can travel with us. Because we got to get GTFO. Mm -hmm. And one of the villagers, they see the headman is all chained up. And Arthur's like, why is he here? And one of the other villagers is like, well, that's our headman. (laughs) And he defied the Lord by saying, can we keep a little more of the food that we make because we're fucking starving? And Arthur sounds thinks this is a great idea, so he cuts him down. <laughs> and, uh... It's like, you're a dick. But, so we just, we can see that things are not, you know... That this is On the, the up and up. <laughs> this is the typical conquering noble that treats people like shit. But Arthur seemed to have been expecting a much more noble noble, mm-hmm. because his son's despin- destined to be the next pope, to lead the church. Oh, and Arthur <laughs> has possible. been taught by someone who wanted to bring freedom to the and that. equality, and that's what he thinks has been happening in Rome. That He's it's been moving taught by this Pelagius. by Pelagius, Pelagius. Yes. Pelagius. who so was as far a, as he knows, Pelagius is still there, still time. There's this big movement for equality, and then he comes here and he's the like, holy word "The fuck are you guys doing? This isn't what Rome is." <laughs> and you got to think at this point. So there's the Pope, and Rome is led by the Church, and Pelagius was part of the Church, and it seems more like Pelagius was teaching more of the Jesus's word. Mm-hmm. And whereas Rome is still, no, everybody sucks but us, yeah. which is kind of just how it works in a lot of these still ancient... Still kind uh, of more of the Pharisees. Did you say than, ancient religions? <laughs> you know, well, those ancient they, religions, you know, the Catholics? <laughs> no, in the ancient cities. not It's not religious. It's when you have an empire, everybody sucks but you because it's your Roman empire. You're either a citizen or you're a slave. Yeah. Like, you're either American or fuck you. <laughs> So, remember the whole yeah, yeah, it's like that now. Tristan yeah. consults with so his it's whole, nothing new. It doesn't with go his well. falcon buddy, 
and uh, then tells Arthur that the Saxons are trying to cut them off and that they've actually gotten south of them. And so Arthur's like, well, then we need to go. And Tristan's like, we have to head east and go around. And we're going to have to go through the mountains, and it's going to slow us down. And they're like, why are you bringing all these people? <laughs> because the caravan, you know, they've got, they've got this whole caravan of people now. And he's like, this is just going to slow us down. We're never going to make it. And Arthur's like, well, we're going we we to die to trying. To we're not leaving these people. They're we can't all leave them people. to and die. They're, so they're having this conversation, and then they, can, they see these soldiers bricking up this fucking building and so they're like well let's go investigate that what the fuck's happening there i said the saxons are coming in they're taking time to build a fucking wall so um they go over there and the dudes doing the bricking up say it's forbidden for them to enter and arthur's like well fuck that noise yeah dag me come over here and has him break it down i got a guy for that (laughs) x I mean, especially since it's only freshly bricked up, it doesn't seem like it would be that hard to break into. Mm-hmm. And these the mortar guys don't would not give a shit. Set. No. But so they break into it, and then they go down there, and um, they go down in the hole, and they see this pr- priest who freaks out and is like, "Hey, this is a holy place. How dare you defile it?" And they Horrific. find <laughs> they find all these bodies in cells, and so Arthur says, "Look around, see if any of them are alive." And, um, yeah, it's pretty awful. All mm. these dead and tortured bodies. And, and they, who do they find? They find a little boy and a woman. And who's the woman? We don't know yet. <laughs> She's a woad. Looks a lot like Kira Knightley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is right here, Arthur plays um, some music and holds up some signs and says, To me, you are... <laughs> <laughs> He doesn't know if she speaks English. But so they bring him out, and when they bring him out, I can't remember who, I think it's Lancelot, says, hey, she's a woad. Like, why do you even care? Mm -hmm. And Arthur, and Arthur's like, water, water. And and so Magnus Marius, or whatever his name is, walks up and says that, why are you taking them out? They should all be dead. They were pagans, and they disobeyed my orders, and this is their punishment. And then he fucking beats his wife for helping and accuses her of helping keep them alive Mm. because he apparently thought that they were dead. Mm. And this poor little kid and Keira Knightley. And I don't remember seeing him beat his wife about that. He backhands her like Mm. real fucking hard. She falls to the ground. The discipline side. Yeah. The other side is respect. He gave her the discipline side. (laughs) Huh. So you can tell that. that he probably beats her on the reg because nobody was shocked by his actions either. And I just want to point out, Elaine, and the priest proves that I don't beat her. The priest like, does not seem sad. <laughs> but the priest is like, I was willing to stay with them and pray for their souls. They're just, they're pagans. You have to put them back. And I thought it was good, a good line because when they said, they're pagans, and the, the dudes are like, so, so are we. we. <laughs> what up? He said, bring it. Not a good enough reason, dude. <laughs> but, but the priest says that he was willing to die for them and Ar- die with them to lead their souls to heaven. And Arthur's like, that sounds like a good idea. Brick them back up. So then he pushes the priest and the dudes that were doing the bricking in there, and they brick them back up in there. Which Again, fresh brick, just push it over. But at this which point, was a dark... I mean, a dark... I get, I get what he's going for there, but I'm also... We hear the drums... Maybe we don't have time for this it's shit. Coming. Maybe just leave them and go, but don't bother with the bricking. <laughs> <laughs> but so the bricking. So they push them back in and break them back up. Okay. And then you hear the Saxon drums. Boom, boom. And um. 
They get a move on. Well, you gotta so get a move on. They're traveling, and Lancelot is worried that they are moving too slow, and that the boy is sick, and the woman is near to death, and that they should just leave them and all this rabble behind. That the only ones that matter is the family and Electo, and those are the only ones they have to get back. And if they just left them, then they would be fine. But they're slowing them down, and the Saxons aren't going to catch them, and they're going all going to die. The boy has a broken arm. And um, yeah. Dagami is the one hey, that... Guinevere has broken fingers. Yeah. Well, they're dislocated. So Arthur goes to check on them, and you see Dagami taking care of the little boy, and... Which was kind of strange because you think with Boars with all his kids would have taken the boy under his wing, but no, no he's got plenty of kids. But you really, really <laughs> get the impression from Dag that this is like he really finds pleasure in this. Like, like this is something he enjoys. He wants to spend time with. I think when she said found pleasure, that was a weird. Oh, phrase. Well, I'm sorry. But you <laughs> yeah. can but see that sexual <laughs> pleasure. But like I, he enjoys I being a, him joy spending time with being this a surrogate kid. father and axing people is what he does. You can tell that he rescued this kid. He wants to take care he of. He wants this to take kid. care. Yeah. Of it. He finds the fact that this happened horrible, and he wants, to, and he's gonna. Be this kid's new He's dad. gotten all paternal. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Which is because these are good people, the Sarmatian knights. Mm-hmm. And, um, except for Tristan, maybe. I'm not <laughs> sure about him. I don't think Tristan gives a shit about anything but that bird. Nope. And uh, so Arthur checks on Guinevere and, and he tells her, Your fingers are dislocated. I'm going to have to set them, or your hand is never going to be useful again. So then he sets them. And she is suitably in pain, and then she tells him, and this is the first time that she speaks, that they tortured her with machines to tell, him, to tell them things that she didn't know. And, that, uh, and then she tells him that her name is Guinevere and that she recognized him as Arthur and that her father told him her stories of Arthur, the famous Briton who kills his own people. Because his, this is kind of where we learn that he's only half Roman and that his mother was a Briton and that the Briton, the natives of Britain consider him a Briton. But Which is convenient for a story, so. Yes. <laughs> Very that's never happened anywhere in history. <laughs> so then we flash to the Saxons and the traitor has found their tracks at the estate and, and says that, that a party came from the south and then went east. And so... That guy's really good. The traitor? Yeah. Like, they went traitor. east. How do you know? Well, their feet are pointed that way. <laughs> also, Cernic and Sinric had a little huddle up. And Cernic's um, like, I'm going to continue to the wall. You go find these people. And then they burn the estate down to the ground. They also found the priests, mm-hmm. bricked up. And Those guys are having a real bad day. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. It's like, oh god, we're walled up. Oh, they saved us. Oh, Shit. <laughs> nope. And then they mo- and then they kill them all. Like, damn it! Just when I think it couldn't get worse, Saxons. <laughs> they must have been sad though. They're used to going to entire villages, and they're like, kill them all. Well, it's two dudes who were prepared to die. <laughs> it's kind of anticlimactic for us. <laughs> yeah, there's nobody here to kill. <laughs> all right, well, stab the trees then. <laughs> So then we flash back to the caravan. A caravan. Gwen and Arthur chat a little bit, and she asks him about him being both Briton and Roman, and why he chose the Roman that takes what the the Roman side, the people that take what doesn't belong to them, instead of his British side. 
And uh, every time that Guinevere and Arthur are, like, chatting it up, Lancelot is watching. Because he's a creeper. (laughs) (laughs) And I always got the feeling that he was jealous. Like, he doesn't want Arthur talking to this woman. He's not... That's not how I see it. He wants. <laughs> he talked about women so much. I thought he just thought she was cute. I think he wants. To, um, he wants to be like uh, you know. You have an ace and like a four in Vegas. He wants to hit that. <laughs> I mean, he obviously thinks she's attractive, but he wants to be the one that Arthur talks to when he's confidant. This is his best friend, and yet Arthur keeps going to talk to this woman, and he's slowing the and. Why is this woman more important than the rest of them? She's slowing them down. If he just would leave her behind, then their chance of survival is much more. Yet, he keeps taking this time to go back to talk to this fucking woman. I was a little confused. The impression that the movie gives that the Wodes are kind of like savages. And then she starts talking, and you're like... She's, she speaks She's very educated. eloquently. Well, <laughs> the Romans think that the wolves are savages, but you talk to her and you realize they're not savages. They're a, an intricate culture all of their own, which is, <laughs> that's real life. <laughs> well, I understand that. But I that's just, right. I thought it was weird. Other cultures yeah. are people too, except ISIS. Fuck those guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the whole point, that the whole time Rome just considers them savages, but really, if you take the time to talk to them, you find out they're a decent, worthy people. Kind of like Iron Eagle 2, where they had to spend time with the commies, and at the end they were like, they're real people. (laughs) Iron Eagle (laughs) 2. Then you get Lancelot looking over the land, and Guinevere talks to him, and is like, you know... What does he say? <laughs> like, I'm lost. I don't know. She asked him, she asked him about his home, and she says that she belongs to this land, and that where does he belong? And um, she calls Britain her heaven, and Lancelot says that it is hell. Mm-hmm. And then he also, and then it starts to, it's been snowing, and it starts to rain, and he kind of puts his face up into the rain, and he says, rain and snow. It's a ba- together. It's a bad omen. <laughs> Means winter is coming. <laughs> <laughs> but so they uh, make camp for the night. And then we get a scene of uh, the mother, the lady of the manor, helping Guinevere take a bath in a tent, and she's nude, and you see Lancelot peeping. Peeping. Well, this is another thing that made me think he just thinks she's cute. I don't know if he thinks she's cute, but he definitely wants to, you know, like like a soft 17. Like he's talked about women so much and tried to get the mm-hmm. one woman, and and now he sees this woman. And I got the impression that well, the reason he wasn't happy with her and Arthur spending time together is because he wanted her. Yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a bit of a shit. Now, Carly, <laughs> if you saw a naked man, would you look? Hmm. Would you go out of your way way to go? I wouldn't go out of my way to look. No, but if you were like, hey, that's a naked dude over there. Would you look? Would you take a good look? I would probably... Especially if it was an attractive dude? Yeah, it would really depend on the attractiveness level. Now, let's... let's, So, if it was an attractive dude, and Kira Knightley is obviously beautiful, you would look. Mm. Now, that doesn't mean that you want to be with this naked dude. 
But you would look. Yeah, but he's Spoiler talked about women so much. Yeah, but <laughs> you never see him with a woman. No. He just cracks jokes. He's just an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> but that doesn't mean that he actually even cares. And he even says children are not for him. A wife and child. Like, he doesn't want a family or a wife or a woman. So, uh... After she takes a bath, Guinevere comes up to Lancelot and asks him about his home, and he cracks a bunch of jokes. And then he gets serious and tells her of the grasslands and the open sky. And she so she says that it sounds like his home is is freedom. Like, the, his description of his home is the description of freedom, and that is what her people are fighting for. Mm -hmm. And she's trying to... We didn't get that. No, yeah, we didn't. This is all okay. extra stuff. Well, that's a good scene. We didn't get any scenes between Lancelot and Guinevere. Other than him Other seeing than, her yeah. take a bath. Yeah. Well, maybe if you had Other gotten this scene... Other than being a creepy fucker. Maybe you had got... Maybe <laughs> yeah. if you had Apparently gotten Apparently we watched scene. completely different movies. Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> this is... She says... Because this is a good scene. Because it's a good exchange. Because she's trying to explain her people to Lancelot. And, um... She asks him when he gets his freedom if he's going to go home and marry and have kids. And he says, I've killed too many sons. What right do I have to sons of my own? So he yeah, we didn't get any of that. No. And he <laughs> says that he will die in battle. This he knows. So he's just he just thinks he's gonna he thinks he's not gonna make it out. And he thinks he's always he's destined to die in battle. So and then I she asked what he him, thought before they went on this mission when he thought he was getting just charged. Yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? <laughs> but when they were talking earlier in the movie, when they're walking back and they're all saying what they're going to do, mm -hmm. he didn't say anything about what he would do. He joked that he was going to go see Galahad's woman or and yeah. or Gwen's woman, but he, like, they all had plans. He's the only one that had no plans. He only had jokes. I don't know. Did Tristan have plans? No. No, we didn't have Tristan's plans. But we do see him at one point holding the, um, like, bear carving that the person gave him before he left. And I thought that he, I assumed he was going to go back. That's his little sister. There. Okay. <laughs> but, so she asks him, no family, no religion, do you believe in anything at all? And then he tells her, I would have left you and the little boy to die. And walks mm. away. Oh. Hardcore. He's so again, if he was trying to sleep with her, he would not have said that. Well, see, we didn't get that, so I have no reason yeah. to think that. <laughs> but we do. Our next scene is Guinevere walking out into the wood. Not so, Mister Fantastic over there. And huh? Arthur, who is, I guess, who's made a little sleeping spot, not really in camp, but outside camp. I guess maybe he's keeping watch or whatever. He hears her and he follows. And Lancelot sees Arthur follow Guinevere into the wood. And see, we just cut basically from the bath scene straight to, to that scene. Yeah. You didn't get the scene between one and <laughs> So, lots of creeper. And then Merlin comes out of so the So, they're in the woods. And then Merlin appears and Arthur is like, you've betrayed me. And Merlin says, peace this night. Arthur, and he calls him by his full name. And uh, Merlin just wants to talk to him. And uh, you see, this is where we get a... Uh, Arthur accuses Merlin of killing his mother. And then we get a flashback. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Arthur is a child. The, his mother, there's a fire. They're being attacked. Mm -hmm. Arthur runs to his father's grave and pulls the sword out of the grave. Nice little sword mother. in the stone kind yeah. of a mm -hmm. Uther. reference. His name is Uther. 
Yes, but that but you could see how that could turn into pulling a sword out of a stone kind of a legend. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's pretty Where cool. Where he says, Father, and, give me your sword! But by the time he runs back, it's too late. she's dead. She's and Merlin comes back with, we didn't wish her dead, she was our blood. Now, he doesn't say we didn't kill her. <laughs> he just says, we didn't want her to die. Yeah, We wouldn't have chosen which, that. Which yeah. makes me think maybe they might have tried to warn her. We're going to come in, and obviously they wanted, they attacked the Romans, but which makes me wonder, did they try to warn her? Hmm. Did they try to save her, and she refused, and she wanted to die with the Romans? Like, it makes me wonder, because Merlin seems, he seemed very, like, his comeback seemed insufficient as a comeback to you <laughs> murdered my mother, which makes me think maybe they were trying to infer other things. I just like the way it was. I don't know. That's I inferred other things. <laughs> And then uh, Merlin tells Arthur that they need... <laughs> that they keep kicking each other today. Sorry, sorry. It's all and Tony's fault. So then Merlin talks to Arthur about the incoming Saxons and how his people will fight, but that they need a leader. They need a general. And he asks Arthur to lead his people. That, yeah, way to pull some shit out of left field. Like, they're going <laughs> to kill us! We'd really like you to lead us. <laughs> We've been oh, fighting you for years and years, and yes, we killed your mom. <laughs> we didn't want her to die. Let's but, be fair. But you have our blood in you, and we want you to lead us. But Arthur is like, you are on crack. <laughs> and goes back to camp. Thou art on crack. <laughs> that was Arthur. <laughs> crack it. Thou art on crack. <laughs> so then... <laughs> then we get, so he goes back to camp and we get this very strange scene of Marius's soldiers attacking Dagomede and taking the sick little boy hostage. Mm -hmm. Which confused me. So I'm why not would they want to do that? I thought the Saxons had reached them. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's the Romans. It's like. <laughs> but, so, I guess they're attempting a mutiny and maybe yeah. going to use the boy as. Some sort of hostage. It doesn't make sense. I don't know what they thought they were going to do with this little boy, or maybe they either. just wanted him dead because he was a pig. Because the only one that cared about the boy was Dag. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Arthur. And I think they should let that scene go a little bit longer and watch Dag cut a couple of them up. But so, but out of nowhere, Guinevere comes out with a bow and arrow and fucking shoots him in the gut. <laughs> that her hands got better real fast. Yeah. Well, and um, who was was it? Lance. Lancelot comments on it. <laughs> your hands, your hands must be feeling much better. <laughs> but uh, so. And then Arthur comes in. Arthur comes in, and this attempted mutiny um, is broken up. But the best part is when Boris comes up, because he comes out like a fucking badass and is like, "We have a problem." <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "No!" <laughs> no and they sir. immediately drop their weapons. <laughs> no, no problem here. And then Tristan comes up. And he's like, the Saxons are close. And they're like, how many did you kill? And he's like, only four. <laughs> so they were close enough that he took out four Saxons scouts. So they need to get... So Arthur's like, all right, let's move them on out. Only four. Come on, ramblers. My favorite part of that is like, let's only, get four. only four. Only <laughs> four. Like, must be a slow day. <laughs> it's only lunchtime. Yeah, there's time to finish out. That's the beauty of Tristan. So then as they're moving out... Okay, so... Guinevere apparently killed Marius. He took an arrow to the gut, and I guess this was enough to kill him. Mm. Which, wow. as far as most of the, in, at least in the cut I watched, it takes a lot to kill some of these fools, and they're like fucking murdered. Mm. But apparently, this soft Roman lord just takes one arrow to the gut and is out because Arthur. Well, he's softer than baby shit. 
<laughs> Arthur goes to Electo and says, I'm sorry for your father's death. And he taught and nobody seems that sad. Nobody. Not well, his wife, not, not his him. kid. He's like, no. Well, he, was, Arthur, he never came to my baseball games. So. Arthur tells him, you know, that he's... They both seem... Both Arthur Arthur, Arthur and Electo seems Arturius. to understand that Marius has lost his way and this isn't the true way of Rome. And even Electo says it. And then... And um, both wrong. Arthur mentions <laughs> Pelagius and... He, and the true nature of Rome as Arthur sees it, and then... And he's wrong. Electo mm-hmm. tells him about how Plagius was excommunicated and killed. Executed. Like three years ago. Yeah. This was not recent. Although I'm, I'm awfully curious how Electo has been getting taught and getting information from Rome through the woods. They sent a raven. <laughs> <laughs> but, but... No, they shatters it. It? Arthur's whole <laughs> view... That's, that's why, cause that's why it doesn't make sense when they open that door, cause they're obviously in and out all the time, because there's Roman estates above the wall, mm-hmm. so they're obviously going out there, and there's and caravans and It seems like this is something Arthur would have found out about. Well, well the bishop knew the it's whole not like time. The bishop TV. knew, and he knew that Arthur was a fan of Pelagius, and he was like, he "Never said, don't, don't tell him, don't tell him." <laughs> well, he did find the little Pelagius little. Um, We'll thing. never get him to do what we want him to do if he knows about this. But now, <laughs> this is... Arthur starts to have a little bit of a crisis of faith here. And you can clearly see this is the beginning of him going, what the hell has happened? And questioning his so God and everything his country. Everything he's ever done. Romans. His purpose in life. But so, they come across... So the caravan comes down out of the mountains and there's this big lake. And it's all iced over, and they start to cross. And as they cross, you can hear the cracking of the ice. It's like ice road truckers. Yeah. And so the ice is cracking, so they all halt, which seems like a bad idea. <laughs> and But when they do halt, the cracking stops, but then they can hear the Saxon drums. Boom. And they kind of, the knights kind of look at each other, and they're like, well, this is as good a place as any. And they send the caravan on, and they're like, we have to make a stand. And it seems... Just the five of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's seven of them, plus <laughs> Guinevere. Yeah, that too. So there's eight. Okay. I do like the way they discuss it without any of them coming out and saying it. Like, like well, I'm kind of tired of looking behind us. <laughs> and it kind of seems Trip, like, like... I haven't killed anybody in about 20 minutes. I'm starting to. I'm <laughs> saying. Like, we might as well. Let's like. just do it. I, I just <laughs> need to kill somebody, like, real bad. <laughs> So they send the caravan ahead, and Arthur tells Electo to go to Rome and bear and be their witness. Bear witness he says he'll stay and fight, and they're like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you will not. We need you to carry, you know, your go to Rome. little uh, narrator here. So then, <laughs> Be the as, guy with one eye from the 300. As the caravan <laughs> is still crossing the ice when you see the Saxons appear. And uh, Lancelot looks over at Guinevere and says, uh, you look frightened. There's a lot. There's a large number of lonely men out there, and she says back to him, "Don't worry, I won't let any of them rape you." <laughs> that was a good line. This is a good line. Which is it a was. great line. Although Tony and I both thought that she really would freeze to death. <laughs> All of them would freeze to death. They're not wearing clothing appropriate to that. <laughs> no, they're all, they're and all. she's a tiny little waif of she's a thing. Eighty pounds with a, with a when sweater the, on. When the attempted mutiny happens. 
Dagamine is lying on the ground without a blanket, and it's snowing on his face. <laughs> and this dude is asleep. Cool. Look, these people grew up in Michigan. They know cold. She took a bath. <laughs> she took a bath. Yeah. It was probably frigid. She, I'm surprised the ice wasn't <laughs> forming on her face. She was in a thin tent. There was, the tent walls were so thin you could see through them. And she took a bath. <laughs> She's a beast. Those Brits are used to way cooler temps than we are here in Virginia. Oh, we would all die. So the Saxons start to cross the ice, and one of them fires an arrow, but they all watch it harmlessly fall out of range. And then but we know they have armor-piercing crossbows. <laughs> yeah, heavy crossbows. And we thought it was a little weird that they didn't try one of those. Well, I think they were just trying to find the range, but they were out of range. Mm. And, but Again, then would hurt the story. But then Boris fires back, <laughs> and he hits them, because the wind is on their side. No, they're just really good. Well, and so the Saxons march out, and Arthur tells the knights to fire at the edges to clump them up, because they're trying to get them to break the ice. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they all had this plan without talking about it. They've done this before. Because For 15 years, they've been an army, man. Come on. Not their first time. <laughs> all right. So, the ice won't, but they're trying to get him to break the ice, and the ice won't break, and the ice won't break, and Arthur's like, it's not going to break. And, and then, like, shit, we can't really fight them if this ice doesn't break. So, they look at each other and like, alright, I guess we're going to have to fight. And then Dagmin is like, fuck this, grabs his axe, and fucking charges the Saxons, and it looks like... He's just, like, going to charge the Saxons. Mm-hmm. But no, he drops down and starts hacking at the ice. Break so they start firing um, arrows at him. Cover him! And Arthur runs out to get him, and the ice cracks. And... Dad goes in. He's been shot. And he's he been shot. In. Yeah, he takes yeah, a c- couple of arrows, and he falls in the water. But Arthur pulls him out and starts to pull him back to their last line of defense, which you think the ice is already broken. It's breaking all over the place where the Saxons are, and those fools are already falling in. They're not running away, though. They're still firing <laughs> arrows. Well, if you're going to go, you which, take them with you. As soon as the ice broke up, I would have ran the other way. <laughs> Pretty much. But um, Well, in this army, that might get you killed. It I mean, would. Who ran away? <laughs> <laughs> all of us. That's why we're here. <laughs> But so eventually the Saxons back up after most of them have drowned in the ice. Yeah, because you know what Leonardo DiCaprio told us in Titanic is when you go into water that cold, <laughs> it's like a thousand eels poking you at the same time. Well, they get but and they're, they're trying dagging to get me a dag back. Yeah. And is it Boris that runs out there with that tiny shield, shield to cover yeah. them? I was like, try. Oh. He's, he's trying. <laughs> it's better than nothing. Don't you hate on Boris? <laughs> I don't. But I just thought it was they kind get of him comical. back. They get him back, but he has died. Mm-hmm. He did not make it. He took too many arrows. But so, this. But Sinric and his men can't. What's left of his men can't follow. So then they catch up back with the caravan, and the caravan makes it back to the wall. The caravan. And I the thought, caravan. I really thought when they got back to the wall, I was like, already. <laughs> it wasn't that far. Uh, but I really thought that they were going to have to face them more than once. Like I thought it was, you know. There well, was, it's early yet. Yeah. It's but it time. really surprised me. I was like, oh, they're back. <laughs> <laughs> they come back, and the bishop is like, "Here's good job." 
Thank God you got Electo back and like fuck you, Dag died. And and he's like, Here's your papers, you're all free men. And uh And Boris not having any of that, he's like, I'm a free man. He said this doesn't make it make him a free man. He's already a free man. He's dead. And they're all really pissed off because they lost their buddy. Yes, but in a moment of savageness, Tristan walks over and takes the box. <laughs> well, they were all like, he looks kind of like, this like, is nice. Boris threw the papers <laughs> on the ground, and they're like, no, we actually kind of need those. And then <laughs> Lancelot, takes the box. Well, because Lancelot went and got, like, at first they weren't even going to take the box, and then Lancelot, Lancelot is like, fuck this. I'm taking my freedom. And he goes and takes the box, and he takes all the papers out of the box, and then goes over to Boris, and he says, take it for Nagabede. And that's when Boris throws him on the ground, and then Tristan walks up and takes the box from the bitch. <laughs> like, we need the papers, and you know what? That's a nice box. It's a nice box. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and take the box. And that guy holding the box was like, yeah, have it. <laughs> yeah, what's he going to do? Because <laughs> Tristan hasn't killed anybody in about ten minutes now. Yeah, it's been a little bit. But they go, and they bury Tagaby. They burn him. And they, and, um... Lancelot had asked before that they not bury him in the sad little cemetery, and that if he died, to burn him and send his ashes home. You know, in a strong in, in easterly wind, wind yeah. to go home. But <laughs> so then they bury Diagamine, and it's kind of very depressing. And then Arthur goes and kneels, and you can see in the graveyard there's all these graves, and they all have swords on them. And but there's one grave that doesn't have a sword, and after the you know, they bury him. Arthur goes over there and he's kneeling at what is obviously his father's grave. Uther. Mm-hmm. And at Uther's grave. Thank you. And Guinevere comes up and she makes a comment about a, a grave without a sword. And he says, this is my father's grave. And they have a little chit-chat. And he's obviously having a crisis. And he just feels no hope. Mm-hmm. And she tells him that you and I are not the polite people who live in poems. And that they're war- and that they're warriors and that they have to fight. And then she tells him that you she says, You are like this country, Britain with a Roman father. Rome is dead. This place, this land, your home is the last outpost of freedom and everything you hold dear. These are your people. These are your people, Arthur. But then they go back to town and then it's late at night. And Guinevere enters the premises. <laughs> <laughs> and then Arthur enters the premises. Oh, wait. No, I forgot oh, something. God. I forgot a part. <laughs> so first, Sinric gets back to his... Then we flash the Saxons. Yeah, right. And Sinric goes to his father and says that he's failed him and offers to give and offers to commit suicide. Oh, see, I didn't see that. That did not Yeah, happen. see, this part's not really that important. That's why they cut it, because mm-hmm. there's no entering the premises. And uh, <laughs> he, he offers... He says, I failed you. I offer you my life. He's going to commit suicide for his shame. And his father takes him, and he gets him in, like, a headlock and takes the knife that he had offered to kill himself with and just cuts his face. And that's why he has that big scar later in the movie. Oh, see, I saw that. I just assumed. <laughs> and then demoted him. It happened. And and he demotes him and then raises another. He says, so, blah, blah, you're my new second in command. You've always been like a son to me. Oh, snap. Burn. <laughs> then we go to Arthur's room, and Gwen enters the premises. You can't do the same joke again. <laughs> but she does. She enters the premises. And then they hop on the good foot and do the bad thing. But they don't. <laughs> they start hopping on that good fo- foot, but before they get to do the bad thing, they are interrupted. They got cock-blocked. 
Really? Yeah. They didn't get it on because there's a banging on the door and says the sack, Arthur, Arthur, you got to come to the wall. They didn't get, it we was not get getting on. No, we got, we got the impression that yeah. they finished. No. And no. then like the next day, you yep. got to come to the wall. No. Arthur, <laughs> Arthur, you got to come to the wall because it's dark out and you can see all the sacks and fires. Yeah, That's the that. same night. Not That's, okay. That. Irrelevant. Let's she, I like their movie better. In <laughs> our version, they finished. No, <laughs> his shirts off and her skirts like rocked up around her her legs, and they turn because somebody knocks on the fucking oh, yeah. door. Yeah, no, we they didn't. didn't we didn't, they get, didn't get, that. get it on. They got it on in our version. Nah, we got that. <laughs> it's, it's better in we ours. Got thrust Perry on ours. <laughs> yeah. He didn't actually enter the premises on mm, ours. No, we got some extra. And I think when when she went in there, what, did you say bed him well? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe back to a night's tale. <laughs> yeah, it was on. But they like, speak to you. <laughs> but they got interrupted, and then they go up and they see all the Saxons are on the wall. So they so Arthur dismisses the knights and tells them, "You have your freedom. You have to go." And Lancelot says it's not your fight because apparently their bromance is so strong that Lancelot can tell that Arthur is going to stay. <laughs> Arthur isn't going to go back to Rome now because Arthur's Rome has been destroyed. Arthur's Rome never existed. And so, and Lancelot is like, it isn't your fight. We're so close to being free. Don't throw your life away. And Arthur tells Lancelot to go and live for the both of them. Mm -hmm. But Lancelot never really thought he had anything to go home to anyways, even though he thought of home, but he always thought he was going to die anyways. So, the Roman, the day dawns, the Romans are evacuating, they've got the huge column going south, and all the knights <coughs> are with them. They're going to their freedom. And, um, Arthur is in his full kitted out horsehair helmet, standard wearing... <laughs> Just as a weird helmet. <laughs> on his horse, on a hill, fuck it, I'm fighting. Roosh! And he's just <laughs> standing there. And they, and there's the line, and they're, they're looking, and they can see him on the hill, and they, as they're going away, and Boars jumps out of line. Is he going to join him? No, he's going to give him a battle salute. Rose! Which at first I was like, what the fuck? I keep saying this, but then I realized it's just like Wog with my with my orc <laughs> in the Rogue Trader games. <laughs> I, I can't tell if it's an actual word or not, but it's the same salute. Wog! I did that a bunch. But it, <laughs> I, know, I wondered if it was an I think it might actually be a word because the, like, the village saluted Lancelot when he left as a child. So mm -hmm. I think there's some kind of something, but I didn't. It means white or northern. What's the word? <laughs> really? R-U-S. Rus. Rus. Wow! <laughs> it's a salute. Log is just how the well, words say war. <laughs> it's a salute to Basically. the north. What they're saying is like, this is the cry of our land. Like, yeah. This, it'd be like someone yelling, America! Fuck oh, yeah! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, so now that we've... <laughs> now that we've um, we've covered that, and Carly's like, "Damn, I like my so, version better," which is bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a battle cry. So then we see the Wodes in the woods, and we see Guinevere and Merlin both all kitted up for um, battle. And I actually, it was funny because as I'm watching this, and I see Guinevere in her armor or what little lack bit of, of armor. Is, lack of, I actually yeah. thought this is the most that I found that armor totally practical in this instance. 
because the pigs notoriously fought naked. Mm-hmm. So, better than naked. And, <laughs> and all the guys, and so they don't wear armor. And the pick warriors throughout this movie have they only ever have on pants. They don't wear shirts, and only the battle maidens have on shirts. And there was See, a whole group white of battle maidens <laughs> in this fight. Um, so and the Night King shows up. I actually found it to <laughs> be very spear and a spear that is dragging that breeds ice. Then we flash to the Saxons. And we got the traitor telling um, Serdic that the Romans have left the fort and that the cavalry, cavalry has cleared out. And then they spot Arthur on the hill. And he's like, it's just one man. Don't worry, it's just one man. It's not mm-hmm. one man. Like, it's but Arthur. which one man is it? Yeah. You it's told Arthur. us they left. Yeah. Who is this man? Oh, it's Arthur? Well, that changes Well, shit. <laughs> well, and then Serdic tells... It's like saying a Superman, goddammit. <laughs> Sardik is like, well, I'd like to speak to this man. He also tells the traitor to wait the battle out someplace safe and out of the way, like that giant tree over there. Yeah, go sit over there. But so, before he goes to climb in the tree, he goes to the gate and waves the white flag for Sardik so he can have his little parlay. Parlay? And I don't I hate know, if everybody left, I don't know who opens Guys the lines. gate, but Arthur climbs out, and uh, so... Arthur rides his horse out there, and Serdic is standing there, and he says, uh, the Romans are gone, and Arthur should give up. And if you wanted a truce, you should have come on your knees. And, uh, it's like, yeah, but I'm knock you on your ass. Arthur says, Arthur comes back with, I just wanted to know the man, uh, the face of the man that I needed to kill. And you would be Bring smart it. to mark my face as well. This will be the last thing you see. And then he rides back. And then uh, Serdic comes back with finally a man worth killing. Mm-hmm. Because we've gotten the impression most of this movie that he is rather bored. He is kind of bored. <laughs> so then um, the Saxon battle drums start up again. And we see, we flash the caravan going south. And when the battle drums start, the horses clearly are, get startled and they pull out a line because these are battles. These are war horses. They're and like, they hear the go. drums and they're like, hey, hey, <laughs> they're over there. Let's go get them. And uh, the knights kind of... I don't think the horses actually said that. (laughs) (laughs) You don't speak horse? (laughs) I do. They clearly said, hey, there's a horse back there. And so the knights... I don't think they have that tone of voice. I'm pretty sure if horses talk, they'd sound more like Mr. Ed. They're like... Subtitles. They look at each other. If Mr. Ed would be like, all right, let's go over (laughs) Well, that's kind of how the knights are. They look at their horses, they look at each other, and they go get their shit, and they roll out. And they put their armor on. And then we see Arthur on the hill. And then all of a sudden, everybody else rides up. And they all have these really fantastic helmets and these and great standards. Hair blowing in the wind. <laughs> Tristan's Except helmet looks Jag. a little bit like a, a samurai's helmet, which I thought was weird. <laughs> well, he's Tristan. He's a little offbeat. But, um, so the battlefield is set. They have all these, like, piles of pitch and hay on fire that's setting up all this smoke to smoke. confuse things. It's mm-hmm. pretty cool. <laughs> And we and, saw, um, like, people pouring stuff and... Yeah. Yeah. The minions, if you will. So there's, you know, they have it every everything set up. And then the Saxons are walking towards the wall, trying to, you know, give it, looking it at, trying to maybe figure out how they're going to get over that. And then the door opens. <laughs> it's so like, nobody's there. It opens. Just like, opens. I didn't see that coming. That's <laughs> <laughs> All right, I see what they're saying. All right. So they're like, it's probably a trap. 
But, uh, but Sir, let's go through anyway. <laughs> Sardik turns to his son and says, Send what's left of your infantry. And he's like, You're going to kill all my men? <laughs> no, they're my men! <laughs> this is a little theater we're doing here. <laughs> and Sorry, then, I thought this is what I was supposed to do. It felt right. He's so, like, uh, You do what I say. Go, they go. go in. And meanwhile, we flash back to the hill where... Arthur gives a super inspirational and unnecessary speech. I know. What is with this guy and these long, drawn-out yeah, fucking speeches? speeches yeah. Because he's only talking to se to his seven buddies. They Six. All Six buddies. Six buddies. One of them dead. You, you show some respect to dead. Whatever. <laughs> Sorry. Six if you watch Rome, you would love and him. And they're already here. You would have thought, like, they didn't need the inspirational speech at this time. You get dressed up for but nothing. But maybe Arthur <laughs> knows the woads are in the woods and they can hear him or something. I don't know. But he gives the Braveheart speech. Freedom! And then Tristan sets it off by firing an arrow, not at the dudes coming in the door, but what over the? the wall into the traitor in the tree. I like that. He's, he's like, <laughs> yeah. He moves around a little bit. Good he's shot. like, I know where you are. You know what? Dennis Hopper somewhere was like, yeah, oh, I, oh, I was waiting for him to stop because I was going to start going, and somewhere, Dennis Hopper is like, Bastard! Bastard! <laughs> <laughs> Even Martin Riggs is like six or seven guys in the world to make that yeah. shot. <laughs> Killed and, Donnie Laos one time. And Cougar went, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker. Was, it's, it's in my nose. <laughs> oh, shit. So then the door closes. Don't worry, honey. For my next, in my movie, next I do, you should be able to do that. So the infantry comes in and then. The door shuts behind him, and they look back, and they're like, oh, this ain't good. <laughs> and uh, all of a sudden, the woads come out of the trees, and they start firing on these infantry, and mm -hmm. just wave of arrow after arrow after arrow. And then there's a big cavalry charge, and the Sarmatian knights just cut these fools down. And I don't know who's coordinating, coordinating between the Wodes and Arthur, because no arrows were fired during these cavalry charges. I got the impression that it was her. Norwell or Merlin. Merlin yeah. definitely is not a magician in this mythos, but is a general <laughs> and a headman. And um, so they're all wiped out except for one dude. So we get the Saxons on the other side of the wall. The door opens up. One bloody, screaming, terrified dude runs out. That's the only one who makes it. He walks all the way of Desertic, and then he tells them that the knights are demons, and then that's the <laughs> gate to hell. But sir, and see, I don't. Yeah, didn't that, that didn't. We just saw him running, and no. that was it. No, no. <laughs> he says he says the knights are demons, and that's the gate to hell. And but what do they do? Kill they the fucking fuck kill him. <laughs> These are Saxons. Yeah, we saw around. him dead, and we just sort yeah. of assumed that he got that far, and then he just died. No, they cut <laughs> him down. <laughs> Yeah, without that, it really kind of doesn't make sense. And then just like the, the scar on his face, without knowing that his yeah. father did it, kind of... I just thought maybe he got hit with something in battle. <laughs> you really need to start to watch movies that I watched, because it's much better. <laughs> and then the Saxons for no sex. start running for the gate. <laughs> and first they start marching, and then before you know it, they're running like a bunch of fools, and they pour through the gate. And they pour through, and they look around, and there ain't nobody fucking there. Nobody. It's all... So where'd you guys go? <laughs> and, uh, Serdic... He splits the army, and he tells uh, Sethric to um, guard the flank, mm -hmm. and he goes this way, and uh, then you see the woads come out of the trees, pushing some fucking catapults. Yeah. Where yeah. did those <laughs> come from? Technically, wow. those, technically, those were trebuchets. Trebuchets. But where did they come from? Trebuchets. Yeah, trebuchets. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't think that's a word. <laughs> it's, your butts. It's, it's, trebuch- it's a trebuchet. Yeah, I know a that's a word. Butt. I know what that is. I can't. What was your word again? Tretch your butts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. In my head, I know that it's a trebuchet. I know. But in my head. Not anymore, it's not. It's a word that I only ever read. So in my head, <laughs> even though I know how it's properly pronounced, in my head it's just a tretch your butt. <laughs> tretch your butt. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, watch out for your tretch your butts. They'll get you. Don't get, get, don't get got by a tretch Look, your butt. I read a lot of... <laughs> Sword and sorcery novels. I didn't oh, so in there a lot, but it's just not a word I say, so I don't pronounce it correctly. Church butt. <laughs> I've never heard that word before. <laughs> All right, so like I've only read it. Like <laughs> yeah, got you with the catapult too. But where did those come from? They just rolled them out. Yeah, they, just they had out. those all along. No. <laughs> they would have had to have built those somewhere. Okay, so those things go together pretty fast if you already have the all the pieces and you're skilled at building them. So they probably came out there at dawn. And they already they brought the pieces with them, and they, are they probably took pros. them like an hour to assemble them. <laughs> they are, yeah. They, it's not their first time making a treasure butt. <laughs> you broke Tony. So um, Tony's out. See you next podcast. <laughs> treasure butt. So we got our woads are in two groups. We got Merlin's a t- group with the trebuchets. <laughs> And Gwen. We know what Tony's favorite part is. The archers. <laughs> so now we see Guinevere's woad group attack Sir Senric. The sun. The sun. T- <laughs> T- Tilschweiger. And the Saxons on the left flank. Mm-hmm. And then we see the trebuchets attack. The what? Helen <laughs> Starsguard and the right flank. It's like a yes. Trisha butt. <laughs> the knights attack. The right flank, the Stellan Scars guard flank. Mm-hmm. And then we get a bloody fucking melee. And they, they've they set fire now to the stuff that the villagers were pouring, yeah. separated the, the, army the army into yeah. bits. Yeah. Caught so them right all, in the treacher bus, didn't they? <laughs> they're all split up. <laughs> we, uh,. There's a great scene of Gwen and um, her battle maids taking out. The second in command. Now, if you had gotten the demotion scene, yeah. you would have known that the dude they killed is no, the second in command. No, it was just a command. random dude as far as we but were But he's concerned. not a random dude. He's pretty important. <laughs> he's number two now. He's the shit. And they fucking, they just take him out, all of them, and I, it's it's just great. And then um, we get uh, Tristan come see Serdic and challenges Stellan Skarsgård to a duel. I challenge you to a duel. Oh, it was a mistake. Did he use a lance? And they start fighting. Hello. It's called a lance. And their fight starts. And then we see Boars taking a pike in the back. He's alright. Which looked like it fucking hurt. He's Boars. He's like, you bitch. <laughs> I took a pike in the back last week. Didn't even hurt. And then we see Guinevere. Guinevere then attacks Till Schweiger, but she is not doing so great. And Lancelot sees, and he comes running to the rescue. And at this point, I said to Tony, please don't tell me they're going to pit her against him. Please don't <laughs> tell me that they're going to pit her against him. How many movies, how many times have we sat here at this table and listened to Elaine complain when they put a tiny little woman up against this really big dude? Well, he obviously beats the shit out of <laughs> he her. He does. But I was like, please don't tell me they're going to do that <laughs> shit. Please don't tell me. And then they did. I was like, oh. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's not for long because she obviously can't stand against the man of his stature. She absolutely cannot. And the idea that she even tried, I thought, was well. You ridiculous. know, you know what? And this it, is God bless her. She tried. <laughs> so these two she has a sports bra on. These two main fights <laughs> are armor, as they call it. <laughs> yes. <sighs> these two main fights are we're kind of cutting back and forth between Stellan Scars, Stellan, and Tristan, and Till, and Lancelot. And they're going back and forth, and they're going back and forth, and Tristan is getting the massive beatdown until he can fight no more. Like, he drops his sword at one point, and he keeps being kicked over, and it's just, you know he's losing. That was until he cracked a couple beers and was like, no, no. And at some point, <laughs> the bird flies overhead, and I really thought, because we've played a lot of D&D and we've read books like this, that the bird was going to attack him. <laughs> you should stop playing D&D, Carly. No, just, I don't. I thought the just, bird was going to shit fantastic. on him. <laughs> no, just, you, there's no magic in this one, honey. No, it makes just, just me sad. Thing. Maybe just explore... Broaden your eyes. Play 40k or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... Then, so, Tristan is down. He can fight no more. Don't worry. And then we fun. get a... We flash to... Till Schweiger, who Lancelot's kind of kicking the shit out of him too, but then he finds a crossbow and he shoots Lancelot with the crossbow. Shoots him in the ding ding. But Lancelot is like you bastard and throws a sword at him and it fucking runs him straight through. Then we flash over. That was the only fighting we saw Lancelot do in the the cut that we saw. That's why Tony was so disappointed. This battle scene is very long. Like, you see them kill a bunch of fools. And when Lancelot... Are they fools, really? When when Lancelot sees um, Guinevere, he kills, like, four people in his run to get her. (laughs) Like, and you see all of that murder. And in his mind, he's like, I'm gonna get some of that. There's a part (laughs) where he, he gets hit in the face with brains. Jesus, no. Wow. We, yeah, we, we didn't see any of that. Yeah, brain matter on the face. You so, Stellan Skarsgård cuts down Christi- Tristan, and oh, Arthur kind of sees that from afar, the same way that Lancelot saw the Guinevere going down. And it's like, no! And then we flash back to Lancelot as he finishes off uh, Till Schweiger. And then he himself dies, and Guinevere is like, oh no! And falls over his dying body. Like, As if there's no more bad guys to fight. Uh, she's like, I'll never let go. And then, no, because she doesn't have romantic feelings for him. She wanted the deep taken from Arthur. Uh, and in our version, she got it. Dick's, and, um, Dick's caliber. <laughs> then we get the Arthur versus uh, Stellan Scar-, Scar... I mean, that's vulgar, Tony. Why would you say that? I'm sorry. Okay, Stellan. So, this is a good fight. It's back and forth, but then Stellan thinks that for sure that he's won, but Arthur makes a great comeback and then kills him. He pretends to be down, pro wrestling style, yeah. and as the dude's coming possum. up behind him, he's like... <laughs> he hulked up, started shaking the ropes. And then, you and Arthur kind of looks around the battlefield and the camera pans out and the battle's pretty much old, over. There's... Some wounded people. You can see that there's still people alive on both sides, but most, almost everybody is dead. Mm-hmm. And the wounded are just kind of limping to their respective sides. The battle is over. Arthur sees Guinevere kneeling by Lancelot. And Arthur comes over and yells that he, he yells to the heavens that he should have died. The deal was his life, not theirs. It was very... And two more of his dudes died. 
Mm. It was very upsetting. He cries. I really thought that, like, Galahad and Gawain might die, and There's I didn't more. think that and Tristan was going to die. <laughs> There's fighting scenes with Galahad and Gawain and stuff that you don't, that yeah, in we, the extended cut you see as well. Like, you see all of them killing fools. Yeah, we, they Boris just kind like of disappeared till the end of the fight. Just killing everybody. And then um, he's Boris. Yeah, he's like we have a problem. And here. we didn't really see Boris <laughs> fight either in our cut. You see no. a lot more fighting stuff, and it's bu- brutal and bloody, bloody, and people's arms are getting hacked off, and we got there was there's blood yeah. everywhere. It was. Well, How long movie? was your cut? Yeah, well, I'm gonna have to rewatch this whole movie. Because our cut was still like two hours long. Two and a half hours. The thing is that um, watch this whole movie. But it's the director's cut, so some of the things that were in your movie might not have been in ours either. Mm. Uh, now we need to watch it so we can compare. Yeah. All right. Well, Tony, that's your homework. But I will get on it. But the the original movie is PG thirteen, but the director's cut is definitely. This is a hard R. <laughs> and then Are you allowed okay. to watch rated R movies, Tony? I have to check my mom. <laughs> All right. So then we get Lancelot's funeral. And we, they, you see that they're burying Tristan, but they are have a prize. I know. I was like, they're not burying Lancelot, are they? He gave direct orders. No, <laughs> no they're going to send his ashes west. And that they're burning East. Lancelot. That too. Uh, in a pro, pro, I pyre. Can't, pyre. Pyre. I can't say that word. Or, or a prior. I don't know how you'd say it. <laughs> Tray butt. <laughs> Yeah. They're just going to fire him off a trebuchet. <laughs> I don't know what that is. What's a trebuchet? Toward the east, he probably would have been happy. Stretch <laughs> your butt. Yeah, oh, stretch your butt. Yeah, stretch your butt. Stretch your butt. <laughs> you know how sometimes you write notes for your show notes? You need to write that. <laughs> I know how I, how I pronounce trebuchet. No, I mean Not you anymore, need you to write. <laughs> you need to write about that in the show notes. And the great trebuchet debate. All right, I'll definitely put the trebuchet debate in there. Yeah, why'd you finish the podcast for right. doing that? But anyway, <laughs> or you can oh. ignore me and write down trebuchet butt. So then we get another voiceover by poor departed Lancelot. It says, "For two hundred years, knights fought for a land not of our own, but that, but that, but only that day Where's we fought for a greater cause, freedom." And then we go to our last scene, which is the wedding of Arthur to Guinevere, presided over by Merlin, who says, Our people as one as you are one. And then Merlin pronounces him King Arthur. And they Takes hold an, up the sword together. And they as take a they knee. Chant. And Boars looks confused. Yep. <laughs> but he does it. <laughs> and, uh,. Arthur says that all Britain will be united in one common cause. And uh, then the movie's over and we hear we that last little home. bit of voiceover. Oh, that's not As it. for the knights who lost their lives, they would live forever in the legends of Arthur and his knights. Except and Tony goes, well, the ones that didn't die also live forever <laughs> in the legends. So. <laughs> Just to be fair. That most of the knights that are in this is the only time we've ever heard of them. <laughs> All right, so what's next? And so now we do yay, nay, may, bay. John, uh, why don't you go ahead and start? Okay, great. My favorite <laughs> character is Tristan. I really thought you were going to go with Boars. It was going to be Boars. and Like when I first sat down, it was going to be Boars. Like I was like, oh, this is going to be Boars. And I watched Tristan again. And just the scene where he takes the box, yeah, just like his give a shit was like... That did it for me. I was like, there's my guy. I'm going to go with Tristan. <laughs> my least favorite character is Lancelot. 
mm. because um, I didn't like him. Okay. And it might be because I don't like Lancelot, the character, and all of Arthur Mythos, but... Not Ooh. even in First Night? Not even in First Night, especially in First Night. Monty Python's Holy Grail? Um, no, not any of it. John does not like that movie. I don't so like really? any... I don't like Monty I Python. don't know that he's ever sat through that whole movie. I he does have. not enjoy it. <laughs> Carly's never seen anything, and now you're... So I've seen that! I've only ever watched Monty Python through Elaine... through Elaine's Osmosis Method. Yeah. <laughs> it was on, and I've I was seen in the all. room... <laughs> I mean, they were in... The, okay, uh, my favorite uh, scene is the one where Dag is fighting back all of the Roman knights, protecting the kid, uh-huh. and all of Arthur's men come up, and Boris is like, do we have a problem here? Mm-hmm. That's my favorite scene, because I'm okay. like, yeah, bitches. And my favorite quote is Guinevere, when she tells Arthur, don't worry, I won't let them rape you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will give this a yay, because as uh, Arthur movies go, this one is more close to actually what they think happened because they have no fucking clue it was years ago and no one wrote shit down but <laughs> I give it a yay definitely give it a watch it's something different than all your other Arthur movies and watch the new Arthur movie the Guy Ritchie one and then watch this and you'll appreciate it more <laughs> Don't just don't watch the Guy Ritchie movie no the Guy Ritchie one wasn't or bad if you're going to watch the Guy Ritchie movie just pretend it has nothing to do with Arthur <laughs> and then it's a pretty good movie well now you're cheating <laughs> Yeah, but that's the only that, way that movie's because, any good. Yeah, that movie's really... If it wasn't King Arthur, that movie'd be really good. <laughs> <laughs> like, just leave... Just call him Bob, and the movie's awesome. <laughs> Bob. Yeah. If you just replace Arthur with Bob, that movie's pretty good. But it's not. They said Arthur, and it so now bit. it's terrible. But at least Uther's Watch this one, one so. instead. It did a way better job. Yeah. All right, next. Carly. Oh, you're looking at me. Okay. <laughs> My favorite character, also Tristan, but I really like Dag. He was a close second. Um, my least favorite character, I wrote fucking Kira Knightley, <laughs> which I already said that earlier in the movie. My favorite line is when Arthur's talking to the bishop and he says, you think really hard, or very hard upon that vow, bishop, for I will hold you to it. Um, break it and no Roman legion, papal army, nor God himself will protect you. That is my word. And my favorite scene is when the guys are hanging out while Arthur's talking to the bishop and they all think they're going home, and they're playing games, and then the chick starts singing, and everybody's having a moment. A moment. Um, <laughs> a moment. And Tristan does the cool knife thing where he throws it, and it lands in the middle of the other one. So I just pretend you're hitting the guy in the back of the head or something? <laughs> Weird. How do you do that? Middle. He's like, I aim for the middle. <laughs> <laughs> and the version that we saw <laughs> yeah, of this movie... Just was say whether you like evidently it or not. different, and I give it a maybe. But okay. I am right. interested in seeing the longer version because I might like that more. You know, yeah, <laughs> before the, the next version. podcast, you should watch it. So you can we'll just send it. it home with you guys. <laughs> so so we'll get back to you later and tell you whether or not Tony and I get yeah, the direction. Like, we really, I feel like we missed like, something. We really <laughs> watched two different movies. I, yeah, yeah, I, I almost sent you guys a message, but I was like, oh, I'm sure they've already watched it by the time that I. We watched it last night. Yeah, no, you had time. At like 8 p.m. we started. Tony rounded us out. Let's go. My favorite character was Boars. Nice. Good pick. With a close second for Dags. Uh, I wanted to be Lancelot, but he didn't do anything in the R cut of the movie, so I called him Lance a little. (laughs) Um, My least favorite character was Guinevere. With a second second was uh, Skarsgård. What's his name? Celtic or whatever. Cerdic. Cerdic, he didn't... C-E-R-D-I-C. Yeah, he, yeah, he sure was However you pronounce that. He didn't do that. anything. He was just kind of there. Yeah. Inconsequential character. Um, 
favorite line is uh, when Guinevere said, uh, your father, he died in battle. And Arthur's like, yeah, it's a family tradition. Um, my favorite scene is when they lured the first wave of infantry into the <laughs> into the doors and then killed the shit out of them. And everybody's just listening to their men die and mm-hmm. scream and they don't know what's going on. Um, yeah, that's a pleasant moment. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was pretty, I thought it was pretty awesome. Because they didn't know what the fuck was going on. Um, I go with uh, maybe if um, if you're a fan of medieval movies, you know this is definitely something you should see. But if you're not, then I don't know. Just depends on on your things. I enjoyed the movie a lot, which I like the uh, granted, first half better than the second. Yeah, half. I I'm uh, not a like big fan of not a big fan of King Arthur stuff. I just never really got into it. But this is probably the best King Arthur movie that I've seen. Damn straight. Of uh, you know, besides like Sword and Stone, but you know, I've seen a few of other types of it, and I just didn't like it. So I go maybe if you're a fan of that kind of stuff. All right, so. Clean. Okay, so I will tell you that my favorite character is Tristan. Nice, good pick. My least favorite character is the bishop, and I really wanted him to mm. die. Lots of people you died, and I wish he had. I don't think he was in it long enough for me to care. I just <laughs> thought he was a real psycho hose beast, and I wanted him to die. Psycho nice, nice beast. Wayne's World. Reference. My favorite line is the Are you challenging me? Because if you challenge me, you have to have a sword in your hand. As long as my heart beats, I rule and you hold your tongue. I just like that. It was really good. And uh, my favorite scene is when the opening sequence with the opening battle sequence with the where they're rescuing the bishop's carriage. Mm. That whole scene, I just like the contrast of how bloody and brutal it is. And then they're riding back to the fort and they're joking around. I just, that whole bit from well, start to, to finish, fair, I really like. And I'm yeah. sorry you didn't get to see the director's cut of that because yeah. it's lots better. Mm-hmm. And I think my, my maybe may have been become a yes if I'm I'd gonna the say cut. a soft maybe. I yeah. don't think I've ever seen the non director's cut. Like, I really, the, every time I want to watch it, I watch the DVD and we have the director's cut. It sounds like we so, missed a lot. I feel like I want to watch when, the regular cut, but not that much. It's on Netflix currently. <laughs> but there's a lot of critics that say this is boring and tedious and all this stuff, and I think maybe mm. that's because of the theatrical cut. A lot of times you watch one of these movies and you're like, that if they had just had more fighting, if they had just yeah. had more, it would have been good, because they're always trying to make everything PG-13. Like it definitely Islander wasn't too. boring. They, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the beginning. But when you watch something that has the hard art, like generally those movies are really enjoyable. For a reason, because they don't have to cut those kinds of things. So yeah. I think that I only, I don't think I would recommend the original theatrical version of this, which I've never seen, but it doesn't sound great. <laughs> <laughs> so please make sure when you go search this out, you look for the director's cut, because it's really worth the extra effort. All right, so we'll be sure to put that in the, in the, in the class the notes, show notes. Director's cut. Yeah, definitely. The show notes. Yeah. Cut. I will that, I'm definitely going to yeah. put something about that there. But uh, yeah, so it's a good movie, and people should seek it out, because... It's interesting. It doesn't have the magic that a lot of people think fuck up these kind of movies. It has a more historical feel to it, even if this isn't anywhere near what really happened, or I don't even care. I wasn't there. (laughs) What historical facts they think they may have put in this movie, it just is more realistic of an old kind of legend, which is interesting. Mm. But so that is uh, 2004's King Arthur. You guys should check it out. Uh, next week on no, What no. Happens Next. No, no, no. What Carly, next? do your thing, Carly. <laughs> All right. Please find us at facebook.com slash the underappreciated movie podcast. On Twitter at Unmovie Podcast. On Instagram at Unmovie Podcast Dogs. And I'm going to follow that when I get an Instagram. You should. <laughs> never. It's pretty good. 
Uh, <laughs> get us get us over that two hundred followers. I'm on it. <laughs> Email unmoviepodcast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, everywhere you get your podcasts. Like, rate, subscribe, review, anything you want to do. Will, tell me what version of this movie you watched. Mm. I have to know. <laughs> yeah, well, no one will. He probably watched the extended cut. He's a cinephile. I'm sure he has, but I have to know. Yeah. If he's only seen the... Well, he loved this movie. He said he loved this he movie, so, so I really when have I to know. We and I'm sorry movie. I didn't do it justice. I know I could have done a better job. I have a real hard time <laughs> when I'm in the driver's seat. I apologize. Yeah, she's really good at interrupting other people's. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and next week... On oh. the podcast. It's John's birthday pick. Uh-oh. That's right. So that means I can pick any movie I want. Any and movie. This movie is, is, he, is one of the great movies of all time. It's a film... That just changed reality for so many people. Jack Frost? No. Oh. <laughs> this man I already is, did Waterworld. Is, this, this movie has the man who did not protect Italian virginity, but took it. Oh, snap. I'm talking about the one and only Rocky. Don't Woo. say those kinds of things about your sister, Polly. Ooh. I'm going to go get a baseball bat and hold a wreath <laughs> over one hand. And, no. What you do is you break a teeth. All right. <laughs> Hear more about that next week. Yeah, you'll look forward to that. Uh, anybody else got anything? Nope? nope. Okay, bye-bye. How long was that? Oh.